Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burden, a.k.a. Young Boy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the building. I'm not as hyped today, but not, not that it's like I'm, I'm sad or anything. It's just we got a lot to talk about, ladies and gents. We know what's going on in the world. We see everything. There's no need to sugarcoat it. There's no music to talk about. There's no sports to talk about. There's no drama. There's no who, who, who's sleeping with who, man. There's none of that today. Today is the time for to talk about what's really going on. I got my co-host Brooklyn and Doom here with me, as well as later in the show, we will have Charles, Adam, Schubert. We got Julian and Justin. We're all going to be talking our parts of this. But I must say at the top, we do have an interview with my guy, Richie Bronson. We recorded this before any of the situation went down. And it's funny enough that the things we discuss, I feel are important going forward. And I know people are going to be like, are y'all talking about the direct message? Not necessarily the direct message, but more so how black people should conduct business, how we should hold these companies accountable. There's a lot of things that going forward need to happen that we talked about in this interview, as well as it'll serve as a light portion of the pod to get you between the two heaviness of the first part and the second part. Cause I'm gonna be honest, it's all heavy today, but it needs to be heavy and it's something that we need to talk about. So let me introduce my guys, Doom, how you doing today, brother? I'm good, man, how, how y'all doing? Doing well, you know, as, as well as one can do in COVID and as well as all the stuff surrounding the country. Brooklyn, how you doing today, brother? I've been better, you know what I mean? But I can't complain another day, another dollar. I got a terror with me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how it is. That's life, though, brother. But like, it is, it is. I had to prove to her mother that I could do both. My mom wanted to hang out with her friends, and I was like, I can do everything. Go ahead, get it, go ahead. <laughs> I can I hold it down. I mother, too. Hold up. <laughs> We got a lot to get into today, man. Shit is crazy out here in these streets. I don't even know where to start because last week we, because see, that's the thing about doing these pods one a week. Last week's episode was, was irrelevant by the time it came. Like we was talking about shit that, and it just went way over. It went way past the point of what we were talking about it. George Floyd has died. Brianna Taylor has died. So uh, I don't want to forget any names, but they had the people who were in Atlanta who were just driving in their car, they died. Uh, the, the, there's a man in New Orleans that, that that has passed away that people are forgetting about due to police brutality. Let me pull up his name, because they got a lot of people. I, I don't want to forget any of the people who have lost their lives due to police brutality. So let me let me pull that up real quick, because I know people will be like, oh, you should have had that up. Look, bro. If you if you knew if you listen to this pod just because we're talking about this, you don't know how we get down. We get, this is how this is how we get down, man. That's just this is how it is. Um, his name is his name is Mauro Desto. He was murdered by the cops in New Orleans, and he's not getting any coverage. I, he, I think he was a rapper, Mauro Desto. Rest in peace to him. But the country's on fire. We don't have leadership. Riots, protesting, looters. I have a bunch of uh, categories to go into just to talk about it, but I'll get y'all overall thoughts just in general of what's going on. Uh, I'll, start, I'll, start with Brooke, I'll start with Doom. Doom, what's your, what's your initial thoughts on everything that's going down? I think we, we definitely reached a place where people got to, we got to draw the line in the sand. You know what I mean? There's no, it's no tiptoeing no more. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be halfway in or halfway out. It's either you're with the cause or against it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no, like, I'm sure we're going to get into it later in the pod, but people like 
that have that neutral stance like Drew Brees, you got to go. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. You got to go. Like, it's either you understand that what's going on is a huge injustice. Like, we're not talking about just something light. You know what I mean? We're talking about, like, a huge injustice. And there's still people saying, but. Yeah. That's that's my whole thing. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. That's my thing as well. And we're going to get into that. Because, like, I have my opinions on that as well. And I know just from our conversation off air, we have. It's like, look, y'all are trying to deter from the message. When it was when Colin Kaepernick was doing it, it was about the flag. Y'all didn't listen to the fact that it was police brutality. Now y'all talking about the looters and the rioters. Y'all still don't want to acknowledge the fact of police brutality. And let me say this. Shout out to the people who are riding for the cause because, because it's going to take more than just African-American. And I know people are going to be like, are you cooning or whatever? No, no, this is honesty. It's going to take more than African-Americans to make this, to make this right. White people have to realize their privilege. White people have to realize what's going on is wrong. They're going to have to speak on it. And I got to applaud, at least in my life, in, in the people that I associate with, in the people that I, I, I respect their opinions, from Republican side of the aisle to Democrat side of the aisle, they've been, they've been saying shit. And, and that's important. That's important, important to note and important to say, thank you as a black man. I appreciate what you're doing for my people. I know some won't say it, but at least I, I'm going to say it. I got to say thank you because they didn't do that shit before. Right. So, uh, and then uh, Brooklyn, what's your initial thoughts on everything that's just going on before I get into the categories? Because I got a lot. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I'm speaking, like like you said, I just, I just can't understand why you think you could still be neutral in 2020, right? Like, things is popping off and you think you can still take a neutral stand. To me, it's like, just slap me in my face. If that's what you're going to say, if you're going to say something neutral, just slap me in my face. Because at that point, like, bro, we're not doing this neutral thing no more. Like, there's no gray area, bro. you either on this side or you on that side. We're not doing no Venn diagram. There's no in the middle things, dogs. Like, you got to pick a side, bro. Like, yeah. so I, I, um, I'm just taken away by the people that are still trying to take a neutral stance. Like, listen, bro, at this point, there is no sports. There is no entertainment. There's no distraction. None. It's here. This, this is it, bro. It's so on, you it's in your stance, face. We're going to remember your stance for at least a month, two months from now, bro, because there's nothing else going on. We still got, I'm pretty sure uh, the NHL and the NBA not come back to the end of next month or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about your ass for the next two months. Ain't nobody letting up. And, that, and, and that's if it's just two months, because it could go more than two months with things that we're going to discuss later, because, boy, if some stuff don't happen... It's gonna be bad. Like it's it's it will be bad, but we're gonna get to that because we gotta this is an onion, we gotta peel back the layers. I, I think slowly, be, before I get to the categories, I think Doom posted a uh, said a, a great thing. It's like this is an injustice that it, it, it's huge. This is a world injustice that and I and look to my Jewish listeners, to, to the people to the Jewish community, what I'm about to say is not to dish, to uh to take away from your circumstance, to take away from what you and your people went through, the travesty, but this is just for me to, to, to put it in the light to where people can understand. The fact that every major European city is protesting with the people in America shows that this is an injustice on a scale that is huge. Europe understands about being on the wrong side of history with the Nazi regime. 
With America everything. does not understand that shit. They still don't understand about being on the wrong side of history. And Europe's like saying, we support y'all because we're not going to be on that side no more. We refuse to be on the wrong side of history anymore because we have been for years. And, and, and they make movies about it. They talk about us. Y'all know. America right now, do we want to be on the wrong side of the history is the question that, that, that a lot of Americans need to ask themselves. And, and another thing is, I didn't look at it like this, but it, it, we, we, we don't look at things in the sense of a historical standpoint when you're living in the moment, but this is that time to where a decision made in the right way or the wrong way can change the outcome of the next couple of years, and it could get bigger or smaller depending on how we react right now. And I'm going to just say this. I'm not calling for the United States to fall by no means stands point, but this is a point to where it could happen depending on how people move. Rome fell, France fell, Britain fell. That's just the nature of the beast of having an empire. If you study your history books, that's the truth. And not saying I want America to fall. I'm just saying, depending on how we move going forward, things can be different and things can be adjusted depending on how we move. And that's just my initial thoughts. All right, so let's get into... I, let me, I'm going to tell you all my, my, my categories. I got white people doing too much. Coons cooning. I got <laughs> Donald Trump strikes again. I got anonymous... I got not reading the room the right way. I also have the blackout, which is the blackout on IG. And then I got, and look, to all my black listeners listening, don't get upset at this. People have been telling me, maybe I shouldn't say it like this, but I'm me. I got to keep it a bean a bean. Niggas niggering. I got to say it. Doom, you understand me. They got a lot of that. So what topic? Let's start off with white people doing too much because we got to call out the white folks first. <laughs> just because I don't want us to say, oh, y'all just going straight to the niggas. No, because we're going to get to niggas, nigger. But white people doing too much. All the white people who keep saying all lives matter, all the white people that keep, that want to detract from the protest. And I'm going to say this about the protest. We might as well get into this now because that leads into white people doing too much. It's not just black people rioting if we go call, keep it being a bean. It is white people breaking shit. It's cops breaking shit. It's anti for people. It's white supremacists. And to the All Lives Matter community, if y'all really think All Lives Matter, which everybody agrees with, can y'all acknowledge the fact that black life is not mattering? See, I, I, when I argue with the people on, on Facebook, I don't say black lives matter. I just, I go to, I go to it like this. I point, because words in the English language mean something. If all lives matter and we're telling you a black life doesn't matter right now, what's your response to that? Yeah. It's like, and, and depending on what you say, shows your true character. And it's just like, man, it, it's such a, a, a shitty thing to see. But but I saw one of my homies, Julian, who will be on this pod later. You can't, you, you shouldn't be arguing with racists on Facebook and Twitter because that those are you, you won't you won't convince them. No matter what they've been, they've been that way. You got to talk to the people who are in the middle. And like you said, at this point, there's no you can't be in the middle. So they got to make a decision. Yeah, and my thing is, we all can agree that all lives matter. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a simple... I, I think it's stupid that we, that we have to say that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It doesn't even matter how racist you are. Even, even the, you know, extreme racists know that the right thing is all lives matter. You know what I mean? Like, we're, that's something we're all in agreement on. The thing that's causing all this friction is that the system is not set up to reflect that. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's, people, there's people who 
go through great lengths to keep it that way. And that's the problem. That's the change that we're fighting for. Facts, you know no, 100%. It's like the police have shown time and time again, and even more so through this protest, that they don't support the people. And it's like, what are y'all doing? We pay y'all to protect and to serve. And my thing is this. If y'all can't do that, they need to be fired. It's no, it's no if, ands, buts about it. If you can't go into a black neighborhood without, without having fear, you need to be fired. But again, that blames on the system. How can a barber get, be required, at least by the state of Louisiana, to have 15,000 hours, 15, hours worth of training? And then you look at a police, they got about 1,200 or 1,200 hours or so, and a barber has 1,500. How can a barber have more training, have to have more training to get a barber license than a police to do get a police license? That's, that's, give me a damn cut. To get a haircut. Give me a damn cut. That's nuts. I'm handing out doing $1,500 in prison when they're handing out them barber things, right? (laughs) I don't know what corners they cutting, but there's probably some police officers that's doing less than 1,200 hours to get their shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's some bullshit, straight up. And, and look, I think that they we need, and this will get into the ideas of what. How do you think we can fix the problem? Because I think at this point we have the world listening. We need to start offering solutions because that's the next step. Because if we don't get to that next step, it'll just be about protesting, protesting, protesting. At some point, you got to stop fucking protesting. At some point, you got it's got to be about action and what you do. Uh, let's talk about the idea of getting misconstrued of looting and rioting. Let's just get that out the way. How do you? How, I, I'm gonna say my standpoint, and y'all can talk about it. Because I've gone back and forth because I knew we was going to have to talk about this. I agree with protesting. I agree with, at times, you have to riot. And I think I agree with rioting on targets, on Albertsons. I think I kind of agree with that. But more so, I think you need to riot on police stations, on government buildings, on city halls. That's where the riots need to be. And I, and I disagree with the fact of we're rioting small businesses. I don't think rioting small businesses is the answer. I really don't. If you want to ride some, go ride Walmart, because Walmart not going, they got insurance to pay for this. These moms and pops don't. And that's just my stance. I don't think you should be looting, period, because that's stealing. And me, I'm on the side of justice. If white people was getting oppressed and doing this, I'd be on their side. If Asian people was getting oppressed, I'd be on their side. I'm with justice. And I just don't think stealing is right. But there's times where you got to ride. There is, because we've seen peaceful protests don't get respe- respected the right way and don't, don't get responded to the right way. Colin Kaepernick is a huge example of that. If I'm Colin Kaepernick, I know he, he won't be like this in his house, but this is just the type of egotistical nigga I am. I'm in my house. I'm, I told you niggas. I told all you dumb white people. I told y'all I tried to do it peaceful. I was right. Hey, hey, you niggas wrong. That, that's, that's the way I would do it. Cause I'm, that's just on my inside at my house, that's what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> my girl would have to hear me say that multiple times. That's just how I am. Because when you when you're right, you're right. There's no. It's like it, the, when you fight for justice and you fight what's right. The, everything that's wrong comes to the light of day at some point. At some right. point, it's gonna come right. to the light. How do right. y'all feel about this whole peaceful protest, looting, rioting situation? I start with you, B, and then we'll go to Dean. Give it a loot. Give it a loot. They wildin', bro. I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. Listen. Coming from New York, my little sister, my bro Todd, mad people been sending me. They they uh they burnt down for the most part. Almost, they burnt down and trashed the entire Burnside and Fordham strips. And to be honest with you, there's probably like four corporation stores there. They're Everything not, they're, they're is small businesses, from the bodegas to the to the liquor stores to the uh to the the little 
fitted shops, because you know in New York we take our hats very seriously. You gotta have a whole shop just for the fitters, bro. And they tore up everything, bro. They tore up the booth, small booth that Jay. They know that was owned by the Dominican niggas because they nobody else invested in the booth, small booth store. Just the Dominican niggas, bro. And they tore up everything. And I'm looking at the video, bro. And I'm literally like, I'm like, okay, T-Mobile, Foot Locker, Jimmy Jazz, everything else. And there's like 40 stores that's burnt down. Everything else is mom and pop. And I'm like, what did you just accomplish? You that's just set thing. back all those families. That's my so, thing. Right. Like I said, look, you want to write? Cool. Get on the fucking train. Go to Manhattan. Tear some shit up, nigga. Tear some shit up. Why would you tear up the niggas? That, you went to school with his little, with his son. No, that, and that's his, my thing. Why would you tear up his shop? So I get that for sure. I don't, I don't understand why we looting small businesses. But if you want to tear corporations, you want to get back at the man. Get, get back at the man. And know who the man is. Like I, my thing is. Go to the police. Like, y'all don't want to go. Y'all, like, and Killer Mike said it best. If we're going to do this, let's do it. If we're going to go for it, go for let's it. Do it. But let's right. go at the people that's coming at us. Like, go at the city halls. Go to the Mom, they ain't doing shit to you, bro. Exactly. Like, these little moms and pop stores ain't do a damn thing. Like, a black police officer just lost his life. A, a 77-year-old man just lost his life protecting a small mom and pop. Y'all had no business over there at that small mom and exactly. pop. I'm sorry, you shouldn't even have been in that predicament. Y'all wrong. Doom, how you feel about this? Because me, me and you, we've been talking about this a lot off here. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start by saying, rest in peace, David Dorn. He was a 77-year-old black man that lost his life. Rest in peace. It was super tragic, super heartbreaking. It was like, and obviously the George Floyd stuff is hard to watch. And I'll say that even though I shouldn't, even though that it's a problem in itself, I'm kind of almost desensitized to stuff like that. But the David Dorn thing really kind of got at me, bro. Because I don't know if you saw the video. Uh, I ain't watched that one. I, I had to stop yeah. watching it after Breonna Taylor and them. I couldn't. Yeah, bro. Uh, you they, they got on video pretty much his last few seconds of life. Like he's, they, they called the ambulance to come and help. And there's some black guys on the corner with him. The guy's just laying in front of his store and the black guy that's recording, he's yelling at the dudes that shot at him and he's telling the dude like, come on, man, just stay with me. Like, keep fighting, bro. Stay with me. Don't, don't, don't die on me. You know what I mean? And you watch him pass away and they shot him to loot a few TVs. You know what I mean? And it kind of tears my stance on the looting because one side of me like you said, I'm all for if if we gonna do it, let's do this shit. Let's let's take it to you know the people that need to fill it. But then the other half of me is like, I don't know about that because there's always gonna be the the scamming ass, sleazy ass, grimy ass niggas that see opportunity to do bullshit, and they they run with that. You know what I mean? These niggas see like, okay, we we fighting for justice and you know, I feel bad that niggas is dying, but I'm about to come up. And those are the niggas that ruin the whole- the whole situation. And that's you know the whole I mean? thing right now, bro. That's the whole thing with New York City right now. Cause they got, I'm telling you right now, these niggas haven't hit one police station. They haven't hit one fucking government building. 
That's First of all, thing. I'm trying to figure out what they flipping these bum ass fucking androids they stole from the Dominican Boost Mobile from. Like, and, and Apple got on their ass. Apple they said like, all the stolen products. We we know who did it. Y'all can't activate yeah. this shit, bro. And then that's them the thing, bro. As soon as they turn that shit on, them niggas was like, "We know you looted this shit. We it's over." They might have a surveillance camera on their face, like, "Yo, this this you stupid?" Like, it's it's insane, yeah. man. And and let me shout out because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect anybody's way to protest. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I will say if you're looting and rioting small business, you're fucking wrong. Right. But I got to applaud New Orleans for what they have done. New Orleans went on I-10 to get in, into New Orleans. And if you're from Louisiana, you understand there's only one way into New Orleans, one way out. It's I-10. They got on I-10, the highway, and block, let shut it down for damn near shit. Three hours, two hours, something like that. They was doing, they was doing crazy shit. But... Also, let me applaud the New Orleans Police Department because they didn't pick up a riot shield. They didn't pick up a baton. They didn't get in their way. They said, y'all right. They said they, that's the thing. This is a pride. This comes down to, uh, it's a human's right issue, but it's also a pride issue in the sense of you can't admit when you're wrong. You can't I, admit when you're wrong. And I think we need to extend that, that shout out to the entire state of Louisiana. Cause I didn't see, I haven't seen nobody act from Baton Rouge yet. to 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 Lafayette. I didn't see nothing. I, I, I didn't seen, seen they were they they protested in Shreveport. They protested here in Monroe, and I think they had one in Alexandria. I think and and they had one today in Lake Charles. I didn't see nobody act the ass in all the videos that I seen. And that's the thing we see a lot of police agitators. This is what the me and I and I can't believe CNN and MSNBC are reporting this, but I can in the back of my head because they're a corporation and they're controlled by their dollar. Why aren't y'all showing? the police looting and the police breaking glass and breaking police cars. The police went so far as to put a block of bricks in an in a area where people are protesting. That's that's their thing. That's that's the shit the CIA and FBI have been doing, putting fucking crack in the hood and guns in the hood. They literally put a stack of bricks inside of a, of a protesting area. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're no, not going to talk about it. In the way that I know that Little that's part of said, a big bro, I need to see that video. You didn't see, bro, I think that's in New York. Bro, <laughs> there, was, there was a video in Arizona. There was a couple in a hotel, and they watched a, um, a police truck pull up, and they had the bed of the truck covered with tarp, and they watched these niggas get out. They looked around to make sure nobody was looking, and this is along where they knew the protest was going to be the next day. They uncover the tarp. The bed of the truck is full of bricks. And they watch these niggas. They watch these niggas put the bricks, stack them on the sidewalk to incite the violence. You know what I mean? And to me, that's clear as day that it's like, okay, we know that you niggas aren't stupid. We know that you niggas not trying to cause trouble. So what they do is they go put the bricks out there. They got a few of these undercover ass cops in civilian clothes, get out. They look for the rowdiest niggas. They start throwing a brick in hopes that everybody be like, yeah, fuck that. Let's start throwing some bricks. And the even fucked up part is niggas in the emotion, even though they didn't go out there for that, they see one person do it and they think that, oh, this person on our side. So we got to follow suit. And in reality, they're not. The whole block throwing bricks and shit. And that's exactly what they want. So they can have oh. a reason to pull these fucking guns out and start shooting niggas. They want, and, and look, I'm going to just keep it, we keeping it a bean this episode. I'm going to tell my jokes and I'm going to talk shit and I'm a clown, but I'm keeping it a bean as well. 
I truly believe the United States government is doing this in the sense to get martial law up. And if we continue down this path, I guarantee they're going to be an internet. They're going to they're gonna pull what Egypt did and turn the United States internet off. I, I listen, believe listen, that listen, shit. Listen, Lynn, conspiracy Lynn, because I know how you get sometimes. You get Bro, it's, it's crazy. We not going under no goddamn martial <laughs> law, okay? We never going to get to that, okay? We never going to get to that. So listen, I did see what Doom was talking about, though, but I, I didn't see the part with the bricks. I seen uh, some undercover cops in New York, which was hilarious, right? Because it's it's June, and this nigga wearing work boots in the middle of June with a colored fitted hat on. Now, <laughs> as, a, as an avid New Yorker, right, you're not about to come outside in the middle of June, nigga, with work boots on and a black Yankee hat, nigga. Which, what year it is, nigga? It's the it's the yeah. original colors and that's it. If it's not navy blue, nigga, what you doing with that? And I yeah. seen him. The only thing you could see was his work boots, his ugly ass fitted, and you can see the outline of I'm his handcuffs. Yeah, you see the, the handcuffs in his back pocket, and you could see his uh his his he had like a t-shirt, but the t-shirt was kind of big for him. And I'm like, why your t-shirt so big, dog? Because you got a bulletproof vest under there. Yep. It's crazy. It's in like let's talk about the police destroying waters, destroying medics. In I gotta applaud the nurses and the doctors. Y'all are fucking amazing. Y'all went they from shit, bro. y'all they went from COVID, shit. which we're still going through. Cause I'm gonna get to the COVID shit. They didn't do COVID, and now y'all are out putting yourselves outside to protect to protect these protesters. And I've seen cops destroy the little med situations that they that they that they set up. That's we just have a nurse and and doctor shortage in about ten years because everybody who was thinking about it is dropping out. They're not about to do this shit. They dropping out, bro. It's crazy. I've seen cops destroy waters. I've seen cops do do. And my thing is. These cops are are agitating the situation because Louisiana's a prime example of what to, like, bro. I thought Baton Rouge was gonna be fucking nuts. Bro, I, thought, I, I, I swear I, to you, when I, I see Shreveport and Baton Rouge had protests, I thought I these thought are the two down. cities that is gonna go down. In I just prepared For sure. myself. I thought those are the two cities that was gonna act the ass. I and literally prepared happen, myself. I was shocked. I was shocked, but it's because the police did not agitate the situation. L.A. Why are you bringing fucking tanks? Why are we bringing tanks in, in rides? We got we got these militaries strapped with so much gear, yet the nurses and doctors had to use trash bags to cover themselves. And the thing that's night driving night. me crazy is that California as a whole handled COVID the best. So why the fuck did they go full Rodney King on the on the streets <laughs> on the first day? Yeah. On the first day, them yeah. niggas was out. Tanks in the middle of Rodeo Drive. What the fuck? Yeah, no clowning, clowning. I think that leads into Trump. Wait, I got my category. Hold on. It leads into Donald Trump strikes oh, again. Strikes again. Yeah. Strikes again. And Bro. again. And again. <laughs> what was he doing at that for for the clergymen of that church to have to come out and say he was wrong? You know he was wrong. Like you. Everybody's complaining about peaceful protest, peaceful protest. Well, you get a fucking peaceful protest with a church and its clergymen, and he goes sign some order, which, mind you, was illegal, that these senators don't want to talk about. And I, and I posted a video on Facebook of these senators, how we shouldn't vote for them. I posted it on Twitter if you didn't see. They don't want to talk about it. This, he gets the Secret Service and the armies to go start tear gassing, shooting up the place, just so he can take a picture with a Bible. Mind you, he's holding the Bible. Upside down. Upside down. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't see that. Bro, Don, I, saw that. I, I look, I made my jokes about Donald Trump and before, 
But nah, this nigga wild. Like this is he is he is a fucking clown. Yeah, he a clown, bro. You right? Yeah, no, you right. That's nuts. I I couldn't imagine anybody else to to be in office when all this goes down. You feel me? Like for all those people to be like blah blah blah, this would happen no matter what. Did you think that? Do you really and wholeheartedly believe that anybody else would have had the country? Bro, this oh, out out of want like Obama gave a speech. Shit, Obama gave a speech today, and he's not even president. Donald Trump has yet to address us. He's just on Twitter, just tweeting like yo. Bro, I would have been. I would have had one of them, one of them Oval Office addresses. Already. Day one, day so, one. You know what the last one he gave was the last one when he got when he got uh freed of all the charges from the collusion, <laughs> and the last when he dropped the 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 shit. On national television, he said, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. That was the last address he made, okay? Because nothing else really mattered that much for him to do a primetime address. Clearly. It's Not crazy, even COVID bro. mattered that much to him. No. He just want to blame the WHO and, and the CDC for all that. But when he shut it down. <laughs> Mind he, you. And now he's taking funds away. And now he like, they didn't handle it right. Nigga, get a name bread. Get a name bread. They won't have no beef with you. They got beef with you because you took the bread away. I mean, look, we got... 40 million Americans in unemployment, which shows America doesn't care about the about the poor. We're in an epidemic, but yet we want to bail out companies. This all ties together. This all ties together with just him being a fuckery. We don't want to help the people who are unemployed. It's like we we do one stimulus check. They gotta do their thing. But look, them unemployed people, they're not, they're not, they're not bad off. They get an unemployment check. Look, my baby mama ain't never been up like this. Ever in her life, she didn't know what to do with all that money. But I'm telling her she invested some stocks. She's not listening to that. They out here blowing that money, bro. But I'm talking about more so Brooklyn because I agree with you. Because my girl, my girl is definitely doing well with the unemployment checks. I'm talking about the people that's <laughs> that can't that has to choose whether or not to pay for their rent or to get food. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking. To those people, I'm still not. I'm still not shooting no shots, and I should be. I really should be, but I'm not going there. Those people who think they have to choose between their rent and that, clearly somewhere down the line, when the stimulus and the unemployment overlapped, did some ignorant shit. That's mm, all I'm That's a fact. <laughs> when, it, when it overlapped, when it overlapped, bro, I swear to you, I was on my way to work, and the Walmart parking lot was filled. Pimping. It was, was pimping, nigga. It was like when they closed the one on the north side and everybody named Mama was in there, that shit was pimping, Lyndon. I'm telling you, <laughs> they had the chance to stay up and they should be up still. Because when them shits overlap, everybody was out. The crawfish balls was nuts. Everybody going crazy, bro. I'm telling you. Everybody yeah, my, throwing shindigs. My nah, girl still ain't been. Shit. My girl still ain't been down like 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 you said. Like you said about your girl, she been up. My has been up. That's what I'm saying. All them people that did it right when they overlapped been up this whole time. But everybody who was spending that as soon as it was coming, there's no way your bills is that much unless you live in New York City or San Francisco. There's no way your bills is that much that you couldn't have had to come up when they overlapped. Doom, how you feel about this whole Donald Trump situation? I think that none of this shit is by coincidence. Thanks. You know what I mean? I feel like this shit was planned. It's fit in a perfect timeline. I don't want to get into like super crazy conspiracy shit, but I just want people to open their eyes. Not less than, because this George Floyd shit has been going on for what, the past week? I'm going to say this. Last week, before this situation happened, bro, the media was pumping if you even leave your house, you around more than six niggas in a building, you are gonna die. 
We're seeing. Bro, it's true. I ain't leaving my house. We're seeing. I know. It's just so funny. Football stadiums worth the niggas in the streets, all on top of each other. I'm saying body to body. Facts. Screaming and yelling, spitting on each other and shit, no mask on. Like, come on, man. Cops taking people's mask off and spraying. Like, that's nuts. Exactly, bro. I'm saying there's an obvious something. I'm not saying that coronavirus is a conspiracy. I'm not. Or all these niggas about to catch it. I'm scared. If in in two weeks, bro, we don't see no crazy niggas, the hospitals overflowing type shit, these niggas were lying to us, bro. And I'm saying I was one of those niggas in the crib, like, nah, fuck that. We ordering groceries on the grocery app. Yo, me too. I'm staying in the crib. You niggas are stupid for hitting the beach and shit. And then I see this, bro. And like, if these cases don't start spiking, if we don't see no crazy shit, there's there's something not right. I think that this corona kind of played into what they had going on. There was some kind of agenda here. They wanted the the climate to be like it is now. And, and had I, the perfect I, I do believe that. I do believe that because there was there was one conference that well, one presser that uh Trump held and he said something about his exact words were one day coronavirus is gonna poof and disappear. And if this is what it takes, I'm gonna be like, hmm nigga, did you notice? And if it's the opposite side where they felt like if we can get the minorities out in the streets to riot, we could get these niggas coronavirus and put them all in a hospital, then I may have to be in my my uh, my conspiracy lens shit. That's what I'm, I'm at. Like, Damn. <laughs> they got all of us to be out here to protest, to, to come together finally as a people. And we all dying. And we all got this shit. And the hospitals is filled up, and we outside the hospital coughing our lungs up. And I'm Look, like, we gonna we gonna know in two weeks, cause like, yo, I am terrified of that. I am absolutely. That's the only terrified. time I'm giving conspiracy his shit, because I've been thinking about that since it happened. Because I was talking to the reporters, and like, I'm in a bunch of different like reporter groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and stuff like that, and all the news directors are saying the same thing. Where he's split on the decision of should I send my news outlet out there to cover it or should I just ask CNN and NBC for their footage because I'm scared because they got the money to send their people to wherever. As a local news company, you don't. they don't got that money. So he's like, should I send them out there or should I just ask the nation, the national news for their stuff because Corona's still going on. That's my thing. I like, I, I, am, I am terrified of what's going to be happening in two weeks. Either it's going to be what Doom said and it was all a lie, which is going to be really bad. It's going to be late. Or it's Oh, all these people sick. And it's like, ooh, I either don't... way though, either way is bullshit though. Like yeah, it's fucked up. We, yeah, gotta, either way, it's still like an agenda. <laughs> these these fucking scientists, health organizations, these people that study viruses for a living, if it was bullshit, they knew it was bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there's there's no way around it. And if it's not bullshit, then they know that they were phasing us into reopening the economy. And sending niggas to die. Either way, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's fucked up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's fucked up either way. Another thing is, so are we cool with the fact of, because I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to think where we should go from here. Let me look at the cat. Yeah, yeah. Look at <laughs> we the got cat. A lot. Oh, let's talk about the blackout in terms of how it relates to, uh, in terms of how it relates to these corporations and everything uh, doing what they're going to do. So let's get to uh, basically, 
I think the blackout, and the only reason why I posted for the blackout is because I thought the blackout was supposed to be a media company thing. That's what I thought at first. It was music companies, media companies, but then it turned to everybody posting it. Yeah, that, by the time I saw it, it was just everybody posting it, so I was confused. And, and then it became bullshit. <laughs> These corporations, in terms of music, in terms of entertainment, in terms of this, post your black square, that doesn't mean a fucking thing. You have made millions and billions of dollars off the backs of black entertainers, black artists, black actors, black, black anything. Y'all, uh, we've said this time and time before, black culture is the fucking internet. Let's call it what it is. The internet is not the same internet that we know today without black culture. Black culture is entertainment. Donate the fucking money. Warner Brothers, y'all make y'all get so much of our fucking money. Donate the fucking money. Uh, Epic, Atlantic, uh, every Apple, single one, every Apple, single Dell. One. Where the fuck are y'all at? Donate fucking money. Let me give one company a a, a beautiful job. See Ben and Jerry's. You see fucking Ben and Jerry's? That's the only fucking ice cream that's going to be in my house from now on. <laughs> they, they let y'all know where they fucking stand. They said five years ago when the whole Michael Brown situation was going on and all that, they said then Black Lives Matter. And then today they came out and was like, we need to, to get rid of the white supremacists in this nation. We need to get rid of all this, this white privilege in the nation and make sure everyone equal. That's owned by two white men. I applaud y'all, because we got to applaud the people that standing with us. I applaud Ben and Jerry's, and that's the only one I'm going to support. See the NFL? You see the fucking NFL? Come on, dog. You knew that before this, Nah, but 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 nah. They made me feel like a fucking idiot for watching the NFL. I feel like a fucking dunce. Why, No, bro. Since nobody backed up, when nobody backed up Cap, right, and we knew that every year, there was six quarterbacks that were starting that he was better than. Oof. At least six every year. And they didn't say nothing. They didn't pick him up. He got one tryout, and then they was like, oh, it wasn't that good or something like that, blah, blah, blah. But we never had – I've never seen the footage of that tryout. It's a, he put he put it out. It was his – and you. but that, that, that that's beside the point. Right. The point and, is, how can San Francisco, Ted York, the NFL, Roger Goodell post – anything about peaceful protesting. When, when y'all had a man peaceful protesting and y'all kicked him out of the league. How? Make it make sense. It don't make no sense, bro. It's clear where them niggas stand. Like, it's we, don't, clear. We, don't, we don't even have to conversate about these niggas, bro. <laughs> I, I tweeted, fuck you to the 49ers official Twitter <laughs> at least 100 times. Fuck them niggas, bro. They had the nerve <laughs> to post the Blackout Tuesday <laughs> Uh, Black Lives Matter, we stand with you and all this It's bullshit. a fucking lie. What the fuck up? That's my you thing. You showed man. where you stand on that. You a long time ago. On that. It's like when, we, when a little bit of money come in between justice and police reform and all this bullshit, you wasn't on our side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now that it's like a little social media thing, which the Black Tuesday shit is bullshit. Yeah, I can't believe it was. people didn't see through that shit. Not realizing that this Black Lives Matter hashtag is our only source of the actual fucking news of what's going out going going on out here. And now when we click the hashtag to see what's going on, black. all we see is black squares. We they, they tricked us to oh, shut yeah, we up. fucking dumb. <laughs> they and, tricked and, us to shut the fuck up. 
what would it do? Like, that's what I was saying when, like, all my, my reporter friends was sharing it and posting it and shit like that. I said, what did your little black square do? And it was like, not a damn Horace, thing. Why you ain't post it? And I said, because answer me this. Riddle me this, my nigga. Riddle me this. Because now we, we, we black lives matter, right? So we, everybody my nigga now. We're not even, I'm not even calling them my black colleagues no more. They my niggas now. Right? Before, I was keeping it professional. Only my niggas on the outside. <laughs> But now we black colleagues and we black pantering it up. So nigga, tell me what your little black square did. And not a damn one of the girls can answer my question. And I said, listen, baby, as a beautiful black woman, I'm gonna need you to use your platform the way you want to use your platform, right? But the the blackout Tuesday thing not helping you. No, it's when not. you was out there, a, a couple of my girls, shout out to my girl Rain and my girl Leah, they was out there in Lafayette at the protest or whatever, on their own time, not with the news, out there just putting themselves out there in the community. And I was like, that's how you use. Your platform. platform. That's how you use it, right? You your stupid ass little Instagram thing and do nothing for nobody. That's like what Lynn said about putting your mom on Instagram for Mother's Day. They don't do nothing for no, nobody. No, not a damn. Okay? And that's why I, that's why I'm sad. I fell for the okie doke. But like I said, I thought it was just media corporations, and I was like, all right, I get it. We not we not posting about this. We just posting about the issues. But I, I fell right. for the okie doke. Uh, another thing. Let me say this because this is this has been weighing on my heart. If you want my true true opinion of protesting and everything, I feel like fuck it, fuck the protest. Fuck the rights. America is about fucking money. America is a capitalist society. You want to affect real change? And I know this will hurt. It will hurt all of us. But like Doom in Brooklyn said, you got to be stacked up for these situations. And this is why nobody's really ready to prepare to do what they want to do and to actually fix something. Because if this is the case, don't spend your fucking money anywhere. Stay your fucking ass home. Don't spend no fucking money. Don't go to no grocery stores. Don't go to don't go to no takeout restaurants. Don't go to no movies. Don't buy shit. I'm sorry, Netflix, and I'm sorry to Hulu, because I think this would be hard for me. Don't watch no fucking TV. Don't fucking do none of that. Don't spend your money. Stay your ass at your house and do what you can at your house with your family. That's real. And that's how you really could get real change it, really fast. I feel like the thing is with that. No, not everybody would follow suit. Not everybody would and stay true, and not they everybody would do though. it. They can't because, like, for example, for all the dickheads, shout out to the Bronx, for all the dickheads that tore up the bodegas and shit like that. Now y'all got no choice but to go. Y'all gotta go to Manhattan now for food because guess what? Y'all fucked up all the mom and pop supermarkets. So the money not even staying in the neighborhood right now because the money in the neighborhood just got destroyed. Destroyed. Yep. Facts. And and I know Ti trying to say let's do it on July seventh. One day not gonna do nothing, my nigga. One day yeah, won't do anything. Too. I'm like, tip, tip, tip. Sit your ass down, Harris. Mr. Harris, please. He should not have spoke at Atlanta. Killer Mike said everything he wanted to say perfectly, and this nigga had the nerve to call Atlanta Wakanda. Nigga, sit your ass down. I saw that, too. I was like, wow. You've been knowing how I feel on (laughs) T.I. He came out with his little bullshit-ass podcast, man. I'm done with that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I hate how somehow he he worked his way to voice the niggas. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. You he said, if Nick Cannon can do it, I can do it. That's you what he said. He said, Nick Cannon can do it, I can do it. That's baby. my thing. Like, one day won't do it. If we really want to affect change, don't spend your fucking money. Like, and I'm being honest. That's Facts. Right. America is about money. It is is a capitalist society. It's about money. Because let's not act like there's people not making money on the right and the left with what's going on right now. That's and that and, and that's just the fucking truth. There's money in racism. From activists to the fucking people who are against the shit to the people that's for the shit, all sides are making money. Right. And if and you give it a loop, give it a loop. It's not even. It's not even about them making money. It's about them 
causing a bigger gap in wealth because we're ruining yeah. our money. Message. And, 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 and bro, Message. not having resources, it affects our stance. It affects our leverage. You know what I mean? Like you can't do shit without the resources to do shit. We see it all the time with these celebrities and shit. Like even people that might want to speak up and say something about it, they scared they're going to fuck their bag up and can't do shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Doom is giving point. me amazing transitions right cool. now. We're on a roll right now. <laughs> now we're going to get to Coons Cooning. Because yep. <laughs> these niggas... As soon as he said that, that sparked something else to me. Let's too, get to Coons Cooning. Bro, where's Will Smith at? Will Smith has put on IG production after production. And this nigga got the nerve to just post a fucking black square. Where the fuck is he at? Yo, I swear to God, I'm only watching... I, I swear to God, I'm putting John Boyega on a pedestal now as I act. I'm watching all that nigga movies. I'm watching them all. That nigga's bro, in the field. Out in the streets, bro. In the field. Megaphone, popping, everything, bro. I, I don't see... I see them on their social media platforms, but I don't see them like that. I didn't... I Will Smith not even on a social media platform. The only platform. other person I saw was Kiki. The only other person I've seen so far is Kiki Palmer out marching. Oh, and let me get Cole's process props. Cody. Oh, you, you know what? Cody right. was in jail. I did see Cole. I did see Cole. That nigga went to jail. To my, uh, shout out to my dog, FP. <laughs> he went to jail. So, like, let, they got these these people in that we... And that's a, that's a fault of us as a society, as black people. They let up, us fool them. We, up, we, we fell in love with their characters, not the person. Exactly. And we uplift these people and they think that they are voices, but yet we don't have real leader voices. And that's something that we need to change in the future. When we get to the things of how we can fix this, that's something that we have to fix. Will Smith didn't speak. I haven't seen Denzel say a fucking thing, but I will say Denzel did stop a police from assaulting this black man and a homeless man. So I'm giving him his props for that. But he still ain't saying nothing. Oprah. You got the balls, Oprah, to come in at all. And look, and ladies, y'all know how I feel about rape and sexual abusers. Throw them niggas underneath the fucking jailhouse. But I got to use this to call out Oprah because Oprah can find every black man that is a sexual abuser and try to make a documentary about him. But when a black man is dying, she ain't say fucking shit. Not a fucking thing. Fuck you, corporate ties and make a stand. She She made one about everyone. And she made it completely obvious what side of the fence she sit on. I am, hmm. I, I can't support nothing she do. Not not a damn thing. I can't. Like Oprah is a wild lady. Like that's wild to me. They got others. I'm trying to think. You you know anybody else that that we should just call out that's just been clowning? Uh, I mean off offhand, I don't know anybody specific. I will say. Shout out to the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. I don't know if you know who that Ooh, is. What he did? And Imagine Dragons. He tweeted some shit about the protests and kind of not saying that he was against it, but he was against the protests and rioting and shit. And then he saw the type of reaction the police were having to the riots. He was like, nah, fuck that. And he actually flew out to Vegas and was on the front lines with niggas in the Las Vegas protests. So shout out to the thing of Imagine Dragons. And that's my that's my whole thing. That's that's my whole thing with the whole looting shit and the, and the riding. Well, not let me not say looting because I think looting's different. That's my whole thing with the riding. It's like at first it's like I'm I I I'm not for it, but I understand it. I, my understanding has never changed of it, but now it's like I don't know if I'm for it or against it because I see police doing the whole shit, and it's like they still don't get the fact of y'all are in the wrong and y'all won't accept y'all in the wrong, and there's no other way for us to show it. We've tried peacefully protesting, and y'all don't respond to it. So it's like, what are we left to do? What right. are we left to fucking and, do? And that's that's why I shot a dude out because he kind of 
he was one of those that was publicly he didn't condemn the protesters, but he kind of he kind of was in that stance where yo I don't I don't think we should go this far like y'all kind of reaching. And then he saw what was going on, and he allowed he allowed himself to be open minded and change his stance, which I can respect a thousand percent because there's a lot of people who won't do that out of pride. Oh, and let me let me shout out, boy. As shit is going on, I'm getting notifications for shit, and we're gonna talk more about this in the sports section. But let me shout out Aaron fucking Rodgers, baby. I gotta shout out some people that's just doing the right thing. Aaron Rodgers said it's never been about an anthem or a flag for them, not then and not now. We gotta help the we gotta help uh the people that suffer from police brutality. Shout out Aaron Rodgers, man. Shout him out because we got niggas like Drew Brees clowning, and I, I'm ashamed to say that was my quarterback. Niggas, niggas is a wild boy. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about what else has been going on. Um, I'm trying to think about other people we should other black people that I'm upset with that I'm really upset with. Also, you oh, oh Virgil, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> All you niggas that's niggas, buying off-white, y'all are some clowns. If y'all niggas don't take that off-white shit off, bro. Y'all some it, it's, it's fucking crazy, bro. It's, nuts. it's just crazy the shit that I'm seeing. Like, and I, I seen this right as we started the pod. Uh, an employee from Chick-fil-A posted an email that they got from the company's director basically saying... Yeah, you niggas can talk about Black Lives Matter and shit, but if you do, make sure you don't have shit on your social media that could tie you to Chick-fil-A. Crazy. <laughs> At that moment, I'm like, all right, the I'm, chicken sandwiches be hitting. But I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to Popeyes. Popeyes. Yeah, I've been going to Popeyes. I've been going to Popeyes for the last two weeks, buddy. Chick-fil-A ain't showing me where they Popeyes know, Popeyes know yeah. what, how they feel. Popeyes said, we we wouldn't be shit without black people. It's true. But black people got mad that they said that, but it's true. Like, at least they acknowledge it's it. It's a fact, bro. It's right. true. Yeah. But, yeah. Niggas can't get mad for that statement. We, we love that <laughs> That's shit. That's the truth, bro. We love that shit. And at yeah. least they fucking acknowledge it. That's my thing. Also, who else, bro? Because they had that lady on camera crying for the Gucci store. And then she want to go on Tory Lanez live and try to lie she wasn't crying for the Gucci store. Shout out Tory Lanez, man. Tory Lanez not even from here. That nigga in the streets, he donate money. He telling people to go vote. Tory has moved up in my rapper rankings just for how he been handling himself in this quarantine. Bro, facts. Ever since quarantine started, bro, like- Tory Lanez been on point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you play in the stock market, but they got, they got a thing where you see the, the top movers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The top, the top stocks, the biggest drops and the biggest gainers. Tory Lanez is a top gainer. <laughs> yeah. Since the quarantine started, bro, this nigga, everything that he's done has been immaculate. You know what the I mean? Top like, notch. He can't miss. No, he can't miss, bro. Can't add, not at all. Also, for everybody who was complaining about Drake, nah, Drake been doing his thing. Like, I'm not gonna even let y'all hold Drake for that. Drake then uh donated money. Drake then fucking uh talked about the protests and everything. Drake then done a lot of shit. So it's like I'm not gonna even let y'all do that to him because he didn't he didn't did his he didn't did his part. I was waiting because I was gonna call his ass out. I was gonna call Drizzy out. I was gonna call him to gonna do shit. That's your boy. That's your life. Thing. God, you was gonna leave him in the street. 
I was gonna leave him. He donated a hundred thou, a hundred thou wow, and, and was talking about the issues. I don't expect everybody, because that nigga from Canada. I don't expect everybody to be out in the field, but at least he doing what he can do in his part. Unlike, like we said, Virgil Obla for all these off-white things. Virgil donated fifty dollars, like his clothes not worth a thousand fifty dollars. That's crazy, bro. His clothes not worth that much. People will buy it for that much. <laughs> True. He don't bro, even right. do. He put one little thing on it, and people go nuts. <laughs> oh, I need that off-white X. Blah blah. blah. No, you don't, stupid. Hell and that's why they broke now. That's why I don't feel bad about these motherfuckers on employment because they spend their unemployment probably on some off-white. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. They cancel me. I don't give a fuck. Tell them that they they continue to vicious cycle of poverty because they want to. Oh, because they ain't getting way out. He wildin'. Uh, right. Who else? Who else? Bro, Trina today? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh. Trina? Wait, let me tell you what Trina said. Yo, I, there's a lot of coons cooning. I'm like, telling like, you. Like, like Trick Daddy and Trina? Like, like Trick I'm Daddy and Trina. Trina. And Trina? Ah! Hold on, yeah. dog. Hold you on. Gotta that up. I need to hear that one. I got I to gotta pull it up because Trina, Trina, hold on, man, because she deleted everything. I got to find, uh, bro, she was wilding. Hold on, let me. Wait, what did Trina, what did Trina say? I'm waiting for the. The thread. I'm a, but basically, okay, here we go. Trina said, the black lives that matter, right? The same black lives that are taken by the hands of other black people. Those matter too, huh? She also said, I'm never scared. I have my license and registration and insurance. I'm never scared. I know my rights. Uh, she said, they need to make a curfew for 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's how I feel. Keep everybody off the streets. These animals off the streets that are running around in Miami-Dade County are acting like they escaped from the zoo. Lock them up at 5 p.m. so the streets can be nice and clean. That's how I feel. Yo! <laughs> She, she said, said animals. She said animals. Oh, you know what? It's a good thing her career over. She can share what she want. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, cool's cooning, bro. And, and she's cooning for real, though. That's insane. She said animals. She said animals. This is the bullshit that keeps us where we're at. <laughs> All the white people need is one of you niggas. To say some shit like that and that's that's right. right. and cancel all of the bullshit that like all the shit that the hard work that we really fighting for, the change that we trying to get, that we actually was making progress to. This is the most progress I've seen in in my life. life. You know what I'm saying? In our time for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like we came a long way, bro. They upgraded Chauvin shit to second degree. They arrested the other three fucks that was part of it. You know yep. what I mean? Like, they reopened Breonna Taylor case. You you told me about that. Yep. And and the FBI went so far as to re- to review all of Minnesota's police uh, statutes and everything they've been doing for like the last ten years. So that means they're gonna open up Philando Castillo. They're gonna open up all the shit that yeah, didn't bro. happen in Minnesota. They, they actually I gotta shut up the FBI. Up. The FBI doing right. uh, the FBI doing more shit than Trump. Like right. the, like the FBI is like we're not for this police brutality shit. Yep, they actually opened up a federal civil rights investigation on the police department. Yep. So it's like not just the George Floyd case. It's going to be And that's good though because everything. Minnesota a lot of people didn't realize cuz especially my ignorant people in New York, shout out to the Bronx one more time. They didn't realize how many black people lived in Minnesota. And I'm like, bro, Minneapolis is a black ass place. Yeah. Shit, black I didn't realize. Place, bro. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't I, like you see the Vikings and you're like, oh, Kirk Cousins. You know, you don't realize that. Type of like, how you like that? I'm like, listen, that's a black ass place. But I, I actually know a couple of dudes that their parents moved from New York to Minnesota. And they were telling me, like, when they got there, they was expecting, like, you know, like that 70s shows vibes. And Minnesota, then, that dude that's in the party or the club. People. 
Minnesota's that dude that's in the club that just don't say nothing. He just drink my, drinking his drink, minding his business at oh, the bar. Yeah, just just chilling. And then when somebody bump him, he just bow, just punch him in the face. No, ask no questions. Bow. Don't don't walk by me, nigga. Trump. So I'm shit. glad the FBI decided that they, they shouldn't even investigate that because that is one of those places that is is really you know cultural diverse. But the police are taking it as it's like you know fucking West Virginia and shit. Like, listen, bro. You got to update those, you know, that shit. This ain't the war on drugs. This ain't the 80s. This ain't Reagan, bro. You can't just be stopping, frisking people for no reason just because he no. did have a previous arrest. But on that day, if he wasn't doing nothing, what you harassing him for? Yeah, yeah. man. No, 100%. Any, uh, all right, let me go to the topics. Unless unless y'all got anything else on Coons Cooning. Because they got, like I said, that lady crying about the Gucci store just set me off. Yeah, yeah, no, that was wild, bro. Get, get that, that. get that loving hip hop bitch out of here. That's what I, all I kept thinking was you. You thought you were gonna get a bag from that, sis? You thought that was cute. They was gonna send you some gifts. Let's get to anonymous. Yo, <laughs> anonymous put out the, the the shit on Trump, and nobody don't want to talk about it. Oh, they put that shit out, especially if you just watch the Epstein doc. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's but what's crazy is that shit that the people who Follow that Bindo, huh? Responsible for giving a fuck. They've been knowing this. Yeah, that's right. This is public. This is public information since the early '90s, bro. I think they traced his first official court shit back to '92. Nigga, I was born in '92. Come on, man. Like they've been knowing this nigga was a fuck nigga. He should have been in the jail long before this. Long time, bro. Long before There's this. There's not no news. That's the thing. Like you said, it's public information. Like, the fact that people decided to ignore it was on them. But, like, the man been in and out of courthouses and courtrooms and shit like that since for, for the last almost 30 years. Bro, and it's crazy that they just let him buy his way out of those situations. Is it crazy, though? Because that's what they let everybody do. Yeah, they got enough bread. They let but, you walk. But that goes back to my point of if you really want to make change, don't spend no brain. fucking money, bro. Get that get like, like, don't spend no fucking... Like, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down to do it, but, like, I'm not about to do that if not everybody about to. Like, that's my thing. Like, that's it's gotta be... Thing. It's gotta be enough people to do it because, like, if you just yeah. get 20 people, 50 people, that's not gonna do shit. It has or to be a million plus. We gotta hurt them pockets and it gotta be... It gotta be at least a million. Bro, it's gotta it, be. It, it gotta be the majority of the population. And I don't think niggas are willing to do that whenever their personal life gets affected. They're yep. gonna say Amazon having a sale, bitch, I'm spending. That's yep. exactly they're gonna say it, they're gonna say it, they're gonna do it, Brooklyn, behind it uh, in real life, but behind the computer screen say, oh, why not everybody doing it? I'm doing it, but they buying shit. Nah, that's nigga. The problem right and, there. And, and that's the ignorant thing. I should have said this earlier, but I just remembered just now. The most ignorant, like, this is the most New York statement I saw all week, bro. It was the businesses that said they put the little cardboard on and they said black owned, brown owned. You know what these motherfuckers said? They took a video, they said, I don't give a fuck if it's purple owned, nigga. Suck my dick. And they broke the windows that's, and smashed everything. And that's, my, my, that's my problem with And me, that's bro. the that's, thing. That's, bro. that's my like, problem. Like, there's yeah. going to be some people that say that they're doing it for the right reasons. And when they get out there, they're going to be behind our back selling everything. I mean, buying everything off of Amazon and spending all their money at Walmart. Like, if you're going to spend your money because you have to, Spend it at a mom and pop supermarket. But and I that, guess you can't because you fucking broke it. And that's where we get into like some of my ideas on what to do what's next. I feel I and 
y'all correct. Y'all y'all say y'all points because I like like I said, I'm not gonna disagree with anybody. Yes, I, I I we can agree to disagree. For example, like I don't agree with some black people that's just like, oh yeah, f all white people. I don't agree with that because if white people's going through this, I try to help them too. I I don't think that's the the bridge to pat to, to, to You know to, me, man. To, to, Look, I got a white baby right. Yeah, here. Exactly. I mean, I got a half white baby right here. You know me. <laughs> exactly. Like that. That's my my thing is this. It's like for us to do change, you need to go into your communities. In into from the mayors to the sheriffs to the local police and get people that you feel are people who are gonna fight for you. You have to have community boards in each of these little neighborhoods to where they gather, they meet, they talk about the issues and they present to the issues to the person that's fighting for you. If you watch Game of Thrones, you need a, a combatant of trial. You need someone that can go in these courtrooms, go in these police stations, go in these city halls and fight for you. We need to use our right to vote because black people, Let's be honest with ourselves. Can we be honest? Y'all don't vote. We don't even got to be honest, bro. The numbers tell the truth. We got the most registered voters and nobody go out there because all they do is register to vote when they go get their driver's license and they never go back. Like, I get we don't let felons vote. I get I get this. I get this. this the cards are stacked against us. I get it. But so even with the cards stacked against us, y'all not going vote. Like, that's my thing. You you could complain about how the system's fucked and it's rigged and, and they, they, if voting doesn't make a difference. But you don't go vote. Like, how can you say you don't? It doesn't work when you haven't done it. If if y'all do it and I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll say I'm wrong, but I know y'all haven't done it. I know it for a fact. I was playing a drinking game with. I, matter of fact, I played the I played the same drinking game, right? I played one drinking game with a bunch of my black friends, and I played a drinking game with a bunch of white colleagues, right? The game, the the one of the cards that we pulled on both sides was drink if you voted in the last two years. Fear. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know everybody. Uh, in I the was black the only drink. one that drink when I play with my black friends. When I drink with my white friends, everybody drinks. See, nope. I could believe it. Doom, how you feel about this whole uh, about my one of my ideas for for uh, ways we can fix this? If you have any, go ahead. Let us let us hear. Well, I think first we gotta stop. And I, I said this when we talked, you know, off the pod. But I think. We need to at least make the effort to figure out what is actually wrong with the system. We know it's fucked up, but we haven't stopped and thought, okay, where exactly is the problem? Literally pinpoint the problem. You know what I mean? And I'll keep it, I'll keep it a bean. I'm not here to talk shit about anybody else, you know, for shit that I'm not doing myself because I don't know the problem. But yeah. what I'm saying is, I've recognized that we need to stop and actually look at how the system works. You know what I mean? How we have police policing police. That's the main problem. Then we realize that everybody involved in the entire process all have, they have motivation to help each other out. So for instance, in the George Floyd case, the coroner, immediately so let me let me backtrack after george floyd passed the police came out with a statement that oh he died due to medical complications Thanks. and they were able to say that because they know that the coroner is Go going back him up. to fight his hardest to find any little bullshit to kind of back that statement up because he got they have blood pressure he got diabetes whatever they exactly. can find they have reason to be tied in with each other we need to, as a people, say, how can we correct that system? That shouldn't be allowed. That shouldn't be, you know, even a, a possible scenario. 
You know what I mean? Like that, the coroner shouldn't be tied in with the police department. They shouldn't be, money shouldn't be involved in, you know, allowing the injustice. Cause they're profiting off of this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like they're making money off of this nonsense and they have motivation to continue doing it. And until we stop and say, how can we put in people that aren't gonna allow this in place, then we can't really complain about it, honestly. Right, like, and that's the main no, thing, bro. They 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 complain, but at the same time, when we have those local elections, they're not out there. So, like, you mad about whoever's the sheriff, you know, or whatever like that, or you mad about who's the police captain, or you mad about who's your city or town mayor, but you didn't vote. Yeah, right. you got to get them out. That's my, that's my whole thing. It's like, okay... For the fixing system, okay, yes, we need to change that police shouldn't be allowed to stranglehold or, or do some of the, the, the chokeholds that they have. Police shouldn't police shouldn't have to uh they should have to say something before they shoot. Police should have uh updating of training and have more training or whatever, and then uh get more police who look like the people in those neighborhoods to police those specific neighborhoods. You also need uh a review because I know they have the the uh the because from watching enough uh, law and order I know they have the I IBA or whatever the that investigate police corruption inside it but they don't do that enough you need a board outside of the police department outside uh, another section of government that's outside the police that can Ju- uh, that can uh, look at the police and what they do and see if they're crimes. Also, you need to get rid of this law. Let me pull it up because me and my one of my old uh, English professors were talking about this the other day and he was like, he just, he, he told me the truth and it's like, yo, it's, it's facts. Like, you don't even realize some of the laws that are in place that are against us, but basically police have this sort of immunity in a sense. They have this, this uh, it's, it's some sort of immunity. I'm trying to pull up the name of it, but we need to get rid of that shit. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have just free reigns to uh to kill who they want. Like they that's why I'm never yeah. satisfied when they charge them with murder because I know that law and I qualified know that immunity. Gotta, we gotta get rid of. We gotta get rid of that. We yeah, gotta get rid of qualified immunity. With murder, but at the end of the day, they're not gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, they're going to find some way to find them not guilty or acquitted of the crime. Due to the law of qualified immunity. And that's something that's got to be charged, go. But they won't be fine. They won't be found guilty. So yep. for me, when I see that they charged, I'm looking at that shit like, so what? It don't mean nothing. Yep. So it's like, it's like, those are things, those are ways that we can fix what's going on immediately. It's like, we got an election coming up. That's another thing that the blackout shit pissed me off. June 2nd was the uh, election day and we more concerned about this blackout than people getting out to vote. Just to just yep. like, and I know, I know the, the racists didn't forget about it was election day. They sure went to go vote. They was out. <laughs> and, and I will say again, this shit was by design. It was by uh, design. Also, like you said, cause the COVID <laughs> shit, they had to push back the elections. And then now this happens to where people are more concerned about the protests and everything that's going on and not concerned about the elections. That's not really a conspiracy because that actually happened. That that, that happened. It's not by design. Niggas don't realize that the Democratic primaries are going on at this very moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we rioting and looting and protesting and shit, but (laughs) let's not forget that there's important shit that is going on right now that we need to be addressing. Because that's literally the first step to change. And not just that, even on the, the local level. I was talking to somebody and this person I really got a lot of love for and I really respect, didn't even know that there was, that you can vote in your police chief. 
That's my thing. It, like, it, it's it like my mind. It's like we can't we can't expect somebody that we know doesn't give two shits about us to fix the problem for us. You know what I mean? Like, when are we going to take accountability to there's action that needs to be done on our end, too? You know what I mean? And, and also, and, we got to hold the people that we elect in there accountable because if they don't right. do what we want, then next see, see them next four years, get their ass out of there. Get them, get them the fuck out of there. Right. right. It's that simple. And it's like, if once we start holding these elected officials accountable with our votes to where they lose their, their way of life, and then, then maybe things will change. But we got to start, like I said, it might not happen because I still think Donald Trump will probably be president just because that's how America is. Let's just call a spade a spade. But I think yeah. if you start with your local elections, your mayors, your ju- the local judges, the local police force, and you do this in all of the communities around this country, and then you build outward from mayor, local judge, sheriff, you move next to House of Representatives, senators, then you build up names for these people. And then when these people get enough years in office, then they can run for said governors, said uh, big, not state representatives, state senators, you can run for senators, and they can run for presidents, and we can get people that we actually, as the people, fuck with and not people that will just have agendas. Right. So, I mean, that's that's my whole thing. Unless there's other ways that people think that can fix it. You let us, you guys let us know. You can let us know on Twitter. We're all, like I said, like we all said, there's nothing else going on right now. So if y'all got ways that y'all think can fix these issues, let us know, because this is something that's going to take all of us. Black people, white people, it's a human issue. We all, if you're with this, we're going to need all of y'all to fix the situation, because we're going to need everybody's ideas, man. That's the only way it's going to get it done. But yeah, man, anything else y'all got to add that, that we just been, that we missed? Nah, I think I pretty much hit it for the most part. It's, it's one of those situations that's kind of so complicated. You can go on forever about it. But I got, I, I didn't get to niggas niggering because I want to talk. Yo, y'all saw that dude who threw the uh, hypnotic bottle at the news report? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I did see that. I, Why? So many times it hurt. <laughs> Why? Why did he do that? That man was just doing his job. <laughs> that man yeah, got hit in the back. He said, "Ah, oh, I got hit with a foreign object." He goes, "Look." He says, "Oh, it's a bottle of Hennessy." <laughs> Niggas are crazy. And that's the crazy thing, bro. It's like, well, he thought he hit who he thought he hit. Like, you know, Mr. Cooper. Like, bro, you didn't hit no <laughs> national reporter, bro. Like, that's a local dude who probably make more money than you do. Trying to do his job. It was probably for the cause. Right. And he just smoked him, bro, for no reason. Just threw it in the back. Like, why do that? Some stuff I'm just like, why? Like, I get we we all, we we trying to make a difference right now, but some some shit is just not acceptable. It's like Doom said, you get, you give them more ammunition to, to, to be against the, 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 yeah, man. Yeah. Speaking of niggas niggering, I saw in one of the videos my friend sent me in the, in the Bronx, Somebody threw a fat back TV at somebody else. I'm like, bro, where did you even get that from? Where did you get that from? Where did I, you know get that? That? I know that. Dude, oh, God. Homeboy did not move. Like, he hit him with that shit. And, like, I seen his back straighten up. And then he didn't move for the next 10 seconds. Because he's probably thinking, where the hell did he find a fat back TV from to mess up my entire spinal cord like that? Like, Homeboy definitely got like a he got something he got something. Some lady, she had like a bra on and she was like in some short short shirts. Her belly was hanging over the thing and she just was dancing, saying, "Uh huh, you detaining me. You about to get fired." <laughs> That's crazy. I know y'all seen the the prostitute fucking with the cops. Wait, 
wait, oh, was she, she was twerking? I saw the bitch twerking. Nah, I couldn't see what she looked like because the, the camera was on the cops. She was holding the camera, but the, the camera was on the cops. And she was basically saying how she was a prostitute and she fucked any one of the cops that quit their job. She was like, put down your gun and your badge and I'll fuck you. And she was like, I'm good too. I'll make Yo, it the best time of your life. Here, bro. That's nuts. One nigga, one nigga was like, I'm sorry, I'm married. And he was like, you think you think you being married make a difference? Especially you married cops. Y'all love fucking prostitutes. How many of y'all done fuck prostitutes? And these niggas, you can tell they train to keep this little stonewall. Yeah, look. These niggas was trying so hard not to laugh, bro. She was going <laughs> Oh, she was wilding, bro. Yeah, she was wilding. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They got some niggas just nigger. It's just hilarious. They just doing the most. They're doing the most right now. But like a lot, like I said, a lot of people are doing the most. Some people are making it about themselves and not the issue. Some people's focus on their corporate ties. Some people are focused on their money. And it's like, those are all like, like, do people not realize that like race is a man-made construct? Like that is something like I read a lot of Japanese media and they, they, a lot of, and I don't know, and I can't speak for all Japanese people and I can't speak for all Asian people because I know people are going to be like, oh, well, there, there is some racist stuff in there, of course. But I'm talking about in the sense of the media that they portray. They look at us as clowns for this shit. They look at us as clowns. America is a sitcom to the rest of the world. The world. We look like clowns, bro. We look like fucking clowns. The fact that we we have people dying in the street from being a specific color and and police doing it, like the people that sworn to protect and serve. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. They had their time in Europe, but they passed that already. Feel me? Like when they when they were pulling over the, the Middle Easterners and the black people for no fucking reason. They they had their time in Europe. And it's but still bad. Some, some, places are st- some places still have their problems, but it's not like us. We, we are right. bad. And that's the thing, too. They're like, bro, where y'all at right now is where we was at 40 years ago, right? When when after the Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X phases was over, we continue to make progress while no, y'all put crack in the community and set y'all back 50 years. Right. And that's that's one thing I was talking to my mom with is that the the crack epidemic set us so far back that we doing things that our grandparents did, that our great grandparents did, and they're like, how did they get there? And, and I'm if like, you, I can show you the drug right that here. Fucked it up, yeah. Because like honestly, if you if you look at it, the crack epidemic was a, a distraction. Was a was a huge distraction. A was huge a distraction that put us so back that our grandparents' generation, after they did civil rights, had to deal with. That our that reason why our parents couldn't fight because half of them was addicted to crack and the and other half, half was swinging it. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. That's why it has fallen to us. Like, and and when people ask what are some of the problems of the country, that like acknowledge the fact that y'all put crack in the hood to destroy a whole civilization of a whole generation of people. Like, and admit that. that it worked. Don't and lie. It did. Yeah, Don't it lie. did. That's it probably, that's some of the institutions. Like y'all, 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 you y'all, y'all made prisons and made it to where we send these poor black people to prison and we keep them there. Like that's a, that's a problem with this country. The prison system. The, the, the fact that prison the system. fact that we're now selling weed in businesses and, and things, but yet we still have people who are selling weed in jail right now. That's an yeah. issue. That's a, that's know. a big issue. Sense. Like the fact that Sally May. And her and her girlfriend Karen can sell weed brownies, but Javon is locked up for twenty years because he got caught two times for weed. Right, that's a problem, and that happened for y'all to deter black people. 
Like that's just that's just things that we have to acknowledge. It's it's nuts, bro. That that niggas to this day are still sitting in jail for petty weed charges, and there are white people that are in the multi-million dollar weed industry now. You can literally go on Robinhood and invest in. And them, yo, them weed stocks is hitting, boy. The weed stocks hitting. Facts, and I'm saying. They still to this day have people sitting down because they had a dime bag. That is, I just can't understand how that's even possible. Yeah, no, it sucks, man, and that and that's that's part of the things we need to fix. That's some of the thing. Like, if y'all can pardon people, pardon some of them. Like, pardon some of that. Like, that is that's that's how you make things better. That's how you fix things. I've given some solutions again. Like I said, if y'all have any solutions, y'all let us know. But I think I think that's about it for the first part. I think that's about it. I think we got everybody for the most part. We covered a little bit of everything. Doom, tell the people they can find you on social media. Hello, Doom, SJE, Instagram and Twitter. Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on all social medias and where Brooklyn at. And that's Brooklyn with a Q. I'm sorry, y'all, for this terror right here. <laughs> I had to prove a point to my baby moms that I could do both. You feel me? I gave her a bath during the party and everything. Baby. Like, that's lit. That's crazy. That my guy can do like that's. Good father right there. Y'all make sure y'all follow me. That's with a Q, not a, not a K, because that is for marketing purpose, because we're not trying to get sued. But with that being said, let's get into the interview with my guy, Richie Branson. Super, super dope. And when we get back, we'll talk about how this is kind of affecting the world of sports, as well as the NBA coming back with our sports guys, because I want to give them a chance to have their voice on a platform. But let's get into the interview with Richie Branson. Hello, bros who think family. I have to add an amendment to this podcast. I got a couple things I just have to amend from the first part, as well as let you know that the interview with Richie Branson will be on next week's anime talk i just feel that yes it did work for this episode but putting it in it would have made this podcast four hours and i don't want any part of the message that we're discussing to be not listened to because the podcast is quote unquote too long now shout out to my guy richie this has nothing to do with me and his relationship or anything like that this is just he told me to do what i felt was best and I feel that we talk about enough anime and we talk about enough stuff that will work better on anime talk. Just to give you guys a little bit of insight on why that's not happening right now. Also want to amend, we talked about the New New Orleans Police Department not using force and not agitating a situation. Whereas last night, uh, after we recorded, no shame to say, they started an agitated situation. The people were walking and no one was doing anything. They were being peaceful. They shot tear gas in them. So I just want to say we got to do better, New Orleans Police Department. I gave you your props, but I got to take it away. Now, let's get into the second part of this podcast, which is very, very powerful. We hear from Charles, Adam Schubert, Julian, and Justin. I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear that. Stick with us. Let's get into the second part right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the pod for bros who ball, but there's not really much sports stuff going on. We're going to talk about the NBA coming back, but I want to give all my guys a platform, a place to speak their mind and to talk about what's going on and the issues that's at hand right now. Uh, joining me, we got a full house. We got Justin Baptiste, Adam Schubert, Julian Navarre, and my guy Charles Reese, the host of the Primetime Podcast. Let's start with Justin. Justin, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but I'm getting through. Yeah, as best as you can. Yeah, you watch a lot of stuff on, you watch a lot of CNN, you know, a lot of stuff is going on. But I think the way people are protesting, uh, I think we're making a little bit of headway. 
uh, it's kind of bad to see people, you know, get tear gas on the streets and that kind of like, it kind of hurt me to, to, to see that. But people are being more peaceful now and you're seeing that, I want to say I watched CNN today and I think all 50 states that people are protesting. So I think it's becoming more global and even in other countries. Shit, yeah, that's a, that was my big, my big thing. But before I introduce everybody else, that was my big thing. Like seeing Europe and seeing London, France, all these other places protest as well. It's like, Europe knows about being on the wrong side of history, man. They know about it. They like Germany happened. That's the thing. They know they understand. They're not trying to have that happen again. But also joining us is Mr. Adam Schubert. Schubert, how you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. I got a big headache from listening to the echo chamber of hatred. Yeah, man, you work your your job at a radio station. You work at a weird radio station. We've talked about this a bunch, but I can only imagine what you hear on a daily basis. We'll get your thoughts in a little bit. Also joining us is Mr. Julian. Julian, how are you doing today, brother? Man, you know, it's upsetting seeing what's going on in the world, but I'm doing all right. I'm really proud to see um, everyone come together, or at least act like they're coming together for a True. greater cause. I'm, I'm really proud of my race, you know, African-Americans for just sticking together through this trying time and having it, you know, our mindset on one thing and that's justice for um, not just, uh, you know, the Floyd family, but just every case that's happened within the past, I don't know, 30 years, I guess you would say that's, you know, been plaguing our minds. So I'm happy to see what's coming, what's to come from. And I hope that uh, the momentum continues. I don't want it to die out. That's my big thing, man. We can't just be about this for two weeks and then expect to do nothing afterwards. But also joining us is Charles Reese. Charles, how are you doing today, man? Oh, man, it's uh, it's a crazy time in Louisiana. We've got a tropical storm hurricane coming, COVID still yeah, a thing. Thanks. And then we have racial injustice going on and protest everywhere. So, like, if it, if I was going to look at the summer of 2020 six months ago and think this is where I was going to be, Not I guarantee all. you, I guarantee you, I would have never come up with any of those. And then, you know, speaking of sports, LSU gets dropped with some allegations. So I'm getting blown up with that. There's just so much shit going on right now. And I just want to have a good conversation with y'all. So And yeah, you you messaged me. You're like, bro, I gotta talk about what's going on. And like and that and when you messaged me, I was like, Yeah, we gotta have Charles on. We gotta like you because he'd be like you when you messaged me about these things, because me I have known you a long time, most of my most of my damn life. Like you don't take these these seri- these situations ser- uh not seriously. You don't take them light. You take them very, very seriously. And I, I knew you wanted to have something to say. Let's start it off like I like uh you guys know who are doing the pod with me. I've already said my piece in the uh, earlier part with Brooklyn and Charles. I will discuss with y'all. But for this portion, before we get to talking about the NBA being back, I'm just going to be a moderator, bounce ideas, see what you guys think. I want to get your guys' opinion and then we'll talk about how it pertains to sports. Uh, I start off with you, Justin, man. Just talk about how you feel about the situations about the 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 murders of what's going on and just everything that's happening. And if you have any solutions, let it be known. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I'm glad that I'm not glad that the, that George Floyd died, but I'm glad that it was all caught on on camera. And I'm also glad that it was caught in HD the, uh, this time because normally when there's a video that leaks out, it's very blurry and people can't really see what's actually going on. So I'm glad that you know. Was the HD video, and we could finally see, you know, like the the the, uh, the entire story and what actually happened. But you know, it hurts me to see that, you know, people that people are are, are getting killed. You know, what I mean, you know, I know he probably did something bad, but you don't go kill a man. 
and that's what we're, and that's what this whole thing is about. It, and let me say this, not to not to cut you off. I'm upset at the police who getting killed right now. I'm just throwing that out. Like, I'm I'm not upset with any of these people dying. Like all of this is wrong, and I think that's the difference between the two sides. But not to cut you off, I just want to throw that in there. Right, right. I understand, but I'm just uh, happy to see that you know that people are you know protesting, and it's all being televised. You know, at first people. You know, they were doing like, there were looters, uh, you know, breaking into businesses and, you know, doing all that negative stuff. But I think that has calmed down and I'm glad it has because now we can focus more on the right thing that people are, are doing. And now we're not seeing as much as, you know, looters, you know, uh, breaking businesses and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It's more about, you know, racial stuff, racial, like the, the, the big picture. No, 100%. I look, I, like I said, I said this earlier, I am against looting and rioting on small business owners. That's fucking wrong. That is just egregious. Like, these people are the blood force of the community. If you want to go loot and pillage... Don't. <laughs> look, I, said, I already said it earlier. I already said Libertarians it earlier. Libertarians know where you're going with this. I, I already said it earlier. Go do it to the damn city halls and the courthouses and the damn police stations. You have no business destroying small businesses. That's just idiotic. But... but because build that so you don't want to do that but then yeah it's hard for those people to rebuild that like target and walmart are different they have insurance policies out the wazoo but yeah. sue ann who owns the, the 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 gas station or 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 javon who owns his small little store can't do that shit and i feel bad for those people uh schubert what's your thoughts on all this man is going on well i mean i hear that as an argument to detract from the statement almost every hour of of uh, my job so I mean, it's just hard because a lot of people are focused on not what the the whole protest was about, just some people who, you know, and I know for a fact that in Birmingham, the people who came and looted and took down the first monument weren't people that were from the community and part of the protest. And then I know that people who uh, broke into businesses and looted and all that, people raised money for them the next day, black and white, to rebuild their communities. I mean, nobody wants what's happening in the communities with the looting and the rioting and especially the people getting hurt. That's not what what the true people behind the the cause, I guess, you know, the message. It's not it's not what they want. It's just something that's a a part of it. I I heard someone talk about it's very similar. It was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He talked about um, sports championships. There's people out there in the streets wanting to celebrate their sports winning a championship. And then there's people who want to take advantage of that and loot and burn couches in the streets. I, I mean, people are always going to try and take advantage of a situation to try and detract from whatever that message is. And I feel like people are focusing too much on that. And it's, and those are the people who are making excuses for trying to push the, the racial injustice in America under the rug. And it's just really annoying. No, look, preach on that, brother. I look, I'm I'm with you on that, Julian. Let's get your your opening thoughts and just just what what you think's going on. You know, first I would like to say, you know, my prayers are out there for the family, the George Floyd family. Uh, it's an unfortunate event that had to happen, but his death doesn't have to be in vain. And there's many beautiful things that come out of it, and still to come as long as we keep our momentum uh, shifted in the right direction. Um, you know, there's two sides of it to me. It's, uh, you know, I have part one, which is racial injustice that's been throughout history, you know, 
from the beginning of the police force till now, where it's just co constant racial injustice. And the other part that people are forgetting about is just regardless of race, constant abuse by the police department or any higher authority apartment when it comes to something like that. Um, they're never held accountable for, and it's ridiculous. And once you mix and match the two, the abuse of the police department with the constant history of racial injustice, whether, you know, Officer Chauvin's attack was racial or not, which I think it was, you know, you mix those two constant abuse of power plus the racial injustice, and this is what you get. And I believe that this was, these protests out here just aren't for, you know, uh, George Floyd and whatnot. This is a, a long line of of just total racial injustice and abuse by the police throughout the past, I don't know, since what, 2008, since cell phone cameras really became a thing and everyone typically had when people decide to start recording. Could you imagine how many incidents go unreported? Yeah, that happened so, before. You know, it's, before it's, that. it's plenty of things that uh, we, are in t we are attacking. You know, racial injustice is a big thing and also, you know, abuse other police is another big thing. So, you know, I just hope that the protests keep continuing, that it doesn't die out. And uh, something good could come from all this, whether it's legislation change or just holding police accountable. accountable. That's, that's my thing. It's like you got to have situations and institutions in the government set up to where they can stop this. There's this thing called qualified immunity that police get that's that kind of stop them from getting charged when they when they kill someone. It's it's because it, they qualified it because it's that's their job and they think that it was the right thing for them to do at that time to protect themselves. That has to go. You have to have a board outside of the police department that investigates these internal in incidents. You can't just have eternal affairs inside the police department that work for the police department to check on the police department. You need to have another department outside of that to check on them. It's just, it's just, we need to have more checks and balances in the system. Charles, man, what's your thoughts on everything that's just going on today? I think that, you know, everything that happened is just, it's kind of crazy in the way it happened. It's crazy in the escalation of everything that's happened across the country so fast. And it brings me back to things that happened, you know, Linda and I had a conversation. This was early on in the podcast. This might've been like, right when prime time started or like one of the first times I went on, I went and sat down with Lyndon and we had a very good conversation. We talked about how we can make change. We talked about promising to make change and guess what we didn't do? Make change. No, we not. didn't make change. And, and, and so that's my one concern is that that's going to happen again because there's such a big portion of the population that's not saying anything. They're not speaking. And, and you know, I think some people are scared to put their opinions out there. And I think that's part of it. And, you know, they're afraid of what is socially acceptable. But that's how we're going to go forward is, is, you know, putting out opinions on both sides. And really, at the end of the day, it's all about equality. It's what everyone wants. You know, yeah. when you have, you have someone on one side that wants something more and someone on the other side that wants something more, nothing gets done. So until we find a common ground and a neutral ground, which, you know, it's pretty blatant what we should all be agreeing on is that people shouldn't be dying for no reason. But, you know, it just goes back to all the things we've been through in the past 10 years. Body cameras weren't a thing 10 years ago, but yet we have someone that's killed a couple of days ago and body cameras aren't on. So why is that happening? I don't know. Why do we have state police in Louisiana that are getting away with overtime hours when they're sitting at home? I don't know. You know, why can people just take advantage of situations and there not be repercussions? That's one thing. But like, you know, y'all mentioning earlier, people are always going to take advantage of a situation. 
This is not one of those times to take advantage of a situation. This is the time to get the facts on the table, to get solutions out there, and to make a change. So let's do that. Because if there's anything I've learned in the past week through reading and stuff, is that everything that comes back to a, power, a position of power goes back to the Stanford experiment. And I've read a lot about that over the past week. And you see that, that people take advantage of power. And it's going to happen over and over again. And until we can find a common ground, you know, Lyndon, it, it's time to find something positive out of this all. And, and sometimes that comes from negativity. We saw it in, in Baton Rouge when Alton Sterling was gunned down in Baton Rouge. We had the floods. The community came together. You know, it, this is the time where a, a community needs to come together. And it, it can't just be an example of New Orleans dealing with the protests correctly or Lafayette or Louisiana or, you know, New York, et cetera. It's got to be a country as a whole and not only a country as a whole. This is a worldwide problem. And yes, you know, European countries are protesting and stuff, but you can't tell me there's not racism in, in Europe. Oh, no, there's you classism for sure. You can't tell me there's not racism in Africa and Asia and, you know, South America. It's everywhere. And until, as a world, we can come together, you know, COVID's only going to be the beginning of our problems. No, yeah, you, yeah. you're right. And if I may add, you know, just to shed a little light on this, you know, I went to STM, all-white school. I still have some friends from STM, all conservative, of course. And, um, you know, whether you're, whatever your political affiliation is, it doesn't really matter whenever you can come together and put differences aside. But, you know, it's funny. The past few days, I've had a few friends call my phone and be like, you know, Julian, I'm really starting to understand the racial injustice and everything like that in America. I'm like, oh, it, it took you that. It took you about 30 public cases and a whole bunch of video evidence, job rates, the president making remarks, and a whole bunch of other things in this world to make you just start to understand the racial injustice in this country. It, it took all that just so you could kind of get it. Doesn't mean agree with it, because I'm willing to bet they don't really fully agree with it or truly believe it because they don't experience it. But just to understand that, yeah, there may be something going on. It took It took a little bit of looting and rioting and 24-hour news just for people to understand. So I just want to say we're not even at the tip of this. We're not even at we're, – we're barely touching the grass on this thing. You know, I, 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 look, I, I, serious. I, I agree with you there. I, I think a great example is look at people's Instagrams from yesterday. Look at how many people put up that black square and then have taken it down already. Did I put up a black square? No, because you know how I make a change? I vote. I come on this podcast and I'm going to sit out there and I'm going to do things through action, right? I'm not going to do something because everyone on social media, on Instagram has a black square. You know, at the end of the day, what does that do? To me, it does nothing. And talk about got, the voting I, aspect. That's something. Lyndon, 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 I'm not Virtue kidding. Signaling. I'm not kidding. I've seen at least 20 people that have taken that square down already. Oh, yeah. No it facts. was a one-day thing. It's like, and look, come on. And look, I... I, I, I I admit, yep. I admitted to uh, earlier in this show that like I did it just because they said it was media. I thought it was that whole thing got blown out of proportion. That was supposed yeah. to be a, a music uh, business and media corporation post that. So they're not doing anything but focusing on Black Lives Matter, where it became a trend of everybody doing it to show that they stand and people are just doing it just to show that they're there. But behind, behind closed doors, they're still doing the, the damn thing that they've always been doing like that. That was just a bunch of bullshit. And it, and, it, and it turned into stuff that, that it wasn't supposed to, 
to be. But to your point, action, action has to happen. Like, you got if you want something to really change, you got to get out and vote. And to Julian and Justin, I know y'all both can speak on this. Black people don't vote. We don't vote. Like, let's Lyndon, what Lyndon, it is. 55.7% of the voting population voted in 2016. Like it, it's that's it. That's it. I know you don't like the choices. Just choose the one that's gonna screw you a little bit less. That's all I <laughs> It's like and, and not just black people, young people don't vote either. Like that's I have nuts. white friends who are my age that just yeah, no, I didn't go. I don't like both candidates. I'm not they're not, regis- they're not registered. Honestly, that, that's an even that's a that's a problem itself. But fifty-five point seven of the registered voting population voted. Like that's, that's just nuts. That shows you how many people didn't vote that were registered. That doesn't even Yo, we can all count at least 10 friends we know that have never voted. Oh, yeah. I can probably easy. count more, 30 to 50. Easy. easy. They don't even know how to vote. They'd walk into the room and be like, what do I do? They wouldn't know they need to bring their license and sign next to their name and then press a button and submit. They'd have no I'm, idea. I'm, uh, Justin, go ahead, and I'm going to say my piece after. Go ahead. But honestly, if this, if this situation doesn't like make you vote or make you want to vote, then that's sad, to be honest. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> and let me say this. It's... To the point of, I'm so sick of the people that are making justifications that voting is a is a is a fraudulent system. It can't, it won't work. This and that, blah blah blah. Yo, if you if if you think, yeah, maybe maybe my vote might not help for the presidency, but goddamn it, you can control who's your mayor, who's your sheriff, who's your judges, and these people that make these decisions in your community. That is something that you can control. You can control your senators. You can control your House of Representatives. That's something that has to, has to, has to, has to happen for any of this to matter. Heck, city council, sheriffs, you know, that stuff goes a long way. Doom was talking about how one of his friends didn't know you could vote for the sheriff. Like, oh, what? Like, what? What are, we, what are we doing? We're fucking ignorant. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that you could do, and yesterday was Give Nola Day, and I made sure that, I tried to, you know, pass along as much as I could. There were a lot of really good causes that could really benefit. I know the Innocence Project in Louisiana is trying to get people who were put in jail that, uh, wrongly and get them out. So I made sure to get with them. And there's other ones in schools and education groups. So those are the kinds of people that you really need to start throwing some money or money towards to try and, you know, help the young leaders become our future leaders. So, also, man, we got to the education system, something that definitely needs to just be. Yeah. Like, I've, got yes. a, I've, got, I've got a point about donating, though. Like, I think it's one thing for us to donate. But when, you know, a billionaire donates $5 million to have a publicity stunt, but they don't do anything in the community, they have a voice and they don't do, make any change, then, then what's the point of donating besides just a tax write-off and just say you did something? Don't even get me started, dude. I like I posted something on Twitter and it was like, uh, do, you, uh, "Do you agree with me?" Oh my god! Oh no, I do too. No, that you're money right. goes to shit, dude. Let me tell you, I posted something on Twitter. I posted on on my story. It was a retweet, and I hope it's still there. But it was uh, I don't have it. But it was something along the facts of this black woman saying all these organizations are changing their profile black and like, you know, down with the Black Lives Matter doesn't mean shit statement and stuff like that. Let me see your executive board. You know, let me see how many black people you hire other than custodians and, jan- you know, janitors and uh, maintenance men and maintenance women and things of that nature. Let me see something else. I want to see I want to see how many black people you hire. You know, one time I was watching there was a Thanksgiving game. I think that was, this was this year or last year. And uh, I think it was on 
NBC maybe or Fox or whatever. One, one, one of the stations, only three, CBS, Fox, and NBC. And the company was putting out photos of their staff, like, you know, cameraman, all the type of stuff. So you had about 90 people that they were showing pictures of throughout the whole broadcast for the game. They had 90 people. They might have had two black people out of those 90. Let me see a change in that. I don't care about nothing else. Let me see a change in things like that. And then and then you got me. And look, Let me see a change in that. You're looking at it's it's not it's not just sports, it goes to music, it goes to entertainment, it goes to law, it goes to everyday businesses of if you want to change how you view a demographic of people, hire these people in your buildings and have these conversations with these people when you hire them. Like that's something that has to has to has to just change. hire them. That's the thing. Just hire them. And, Get some, and, and some, hire not hire, janitors, some some jobs. Hire people that are like based on their qualifications. Don't True, hire man. people because you like like we said, like we said, <laughs> because you want to make a publicity that hey, we hired three Latinos, we hired two Asians, and we hired five African Americans. Don't be mad year, at us. But we hired 40 white people that were less qualified because we all know that that happens, you know? Yeah. The, the, the word quota is an actual thing in, in corporate America these days. Facts. You know, whether it be a female or it be a person of a minority group. And this is happens. something me and Schubert talk all, talked about all the time yeah. through the movie industry. Like, they, For like sure. It, it's, it, it, it has to be something that you actively do. It can't just be something like Charles said to fill a quota for a year. Or yeah, like, you know, not what we've said before about Netflix, like sometimes it seems like you always have like the token character, just whether it's the token gay character or the token black character, just be, because you make sure you have some inclusion, you know, write roles for the characters like that. And, you know, make, it, don't just add them to add. Stick them in. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking exactly. about. It sounds terrible, but Netflix just throws them in. It's like, it's like they, do. they just throw them in. It doesn't fit in the role. They just throw them in. It's across so, the board, man. It goes to sports when you look at coaches. The fact that the NFL had to, and, I, and we, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the fact that they had to institute a rule to where if you hire or if you don't hire a black coach, you, you may lose a draft pick, that's absolutely asinine. That is asinine. That's too much. That, that goes to what Charles was saying where it could be, hey, I'm just going to get these coaches just so I can get my draft pick and yeah. not, based, not based on them being qualified or And, and that's know, the thing. It, future. It, it, you, you can say, okay, let me look in the NFL what African-Americans are qualified to be a coach, right? Well, first you got to put them in a position to be able to be that coach. And, and if I look at one spot, and, and, and I mean, look, Mike Tomlin's done a great job. He's won a Super Bowl. Name five Super Bowl coaches right now in the NFL. It's not easy. In, in the NFL? Most of them are either retired or they're Bill Belichick, you know? It, it, it's hard to do that. But it's Tom we're a Payton, casual fan, yeah, yeah for sure. But but at the same time, it's like I, I look at different spots where you could have potential spots for look, I, I don't think there are a lot. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think there are a lot of candidates that are African American that I would say, Oh, I think they would be a great head coach. But you know who would be? Brian Bienemy, and he's over in Kansas City. And you can't tell me that a Super Bowl winning coordinator doesn't get a shot at a head coaching job. Well, it's not just that. You say you can't think of any right now. It's because you don't know any because of what you said before. How they're, they're not, not in the position. position. They're not in the position. Not in the but position. That's, that's, that's my point. And, and that goes back to uh, – so this is my overall point, is why is a guy like Cliff uh, Kingsbury hired, who has no experience, in my opinion, to be a head coach, but then a guy like Brian Bieniemy, who's in Kansas City, who has spent years and years coaching, doesn't get a head coaching job. I just don't get it. I don't no. get it. Joe, Joe Judge – but also, uh, Freddie Kitchens last system. year. 
that's the worst. Joe Judge is really the worst. A special teams coach, really. Yeah, no, <laughs> she was right. Well, and look at and look at his coaching staff that he put together: Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens. You know, a bunch of a- old Alabama people, like people who have failed, sense. like people who failed, just to keep them, just to keep them on. Justin, what are you going to say, man? Not, yeah, not even the in the NBA, and Stephen A. a. Smith has you no. Know, oh, the NBA, true. You know, time, you know, they have these head coaching for the, 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 uh, these head coaching jobs, and they interview black coaches just to say that they interviewed a black coach. Like, why hasn't Mark Jackson gotten a job yet? He's oh, blackballed for different yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Mark, Mark okay. Jackson's, yeah, not, Mark Jackson's not the right. We can talk about that. He's not the right, the right choice. But I get what you're saying. I 100% get what you're saying. I'm gonna tell you off air why Mark Jackson doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about that on air. Right now, does not have a job in NBA. Also, huh? What did you say, Justin? Like, like they always say, like, no, they always talk about how who who. That they, that, they, that they should hire him, but he never gets an interview or anything. Yeah, but Mark Jackson ain't doing bad. He's making coaching money. Oh, also, Justin, I, please, please, just wait till we get off air. I'm going to tell you 100% why Mark Jackson does not have a job. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> like, we there's all know. Mul- there's multiple reasons. He just there's pissed mul- yeah. off some people, really. <laughs> the, the, he, multiple reasons. Yeah, he's done some stuff. But I agree with you. The fact is, they just they and, just and, do it to fill a quota. Also, and, and there's not many only- GMs. There's not many black GMs either. And that... But, and, but, not only that, look at look at the NBA is when an African-American is hired. And look, Mark Jackson is a little bit of an exception. And Lyndon will get into why he's not a coach, not on here. But, yeah, no. I mean, you look at multiple situations where there are coaches that are high up on staffs, right? And there's a reason that, you know, they're not a head coach anymore. It's because they were put in situations where they were going to fail. Yes. If I'm going to hire a coach for the New York Nets or Brooklyn Nets, sorry, or if I'm going to hire someone not as much with Cleveland anymore, but maybe like Detroit or, uh, you know, Sacramento, and I hire an African-American, do, am I going to expect him to win in two years? Fuck no. Nope. Yeah, no. Pre- and yeah. not only that, then I'm going to have to fire him in two years. So why are we setting up well, – why are we giving people, minorities, an opportunity to succeed, right, or putting them in a head coaching position, in a position to succeed, but not giving them the tools they need to succeed? Setting them up to fail. It's just oppressing – people even more at the end of the day, if you ask me. No, no, you, you 100% right. Any, uh, anything uh, else before I get to some of the, the sports side of this on how y'all feel? About uh, the one thing I would say is I think that the coronavirus was sort of helpful in, in this, that we kind of were we detracted away from distractions <laughs> and work, you know, so that people we have the opportunity to go out every day you know, especially right at this time, because like no one's really working right now. There's no other distractions. This is it. Like there's no one's worried. No movies. Public announcement. The virus is still around. Guys. Oh yeah, no, that is <laughs> that is <laughs> a we, we will we will be shutting down in a month. I will guarantee all that. It'll be worse than the first. Place. We talked about this earlier. We said either one or two things is gonna happen in three weeks. It's either gonna be damn, they were lying to us about this virus, or damn, this shit is really bad. It's oh, only two options. It's only two options that this could be. Like, it's going to be one or two things. But you were, what were you saying before we talked about the, the Rona? <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a very good point to make. And I'm glad Justin made it because still a lot of people want to think that they're, that this is all over and it's not. You know, be sure to take your precautions and be safe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if it is the case that no one really gets, like, a big breakout after this, then then – let me get in the Superdome. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop. But that's what I said. It's either going to be a lie or it's going to be true. And we're going to find out in very, very soon. But to your point about 
the corona hat getting the distractions away. That's why, and I asked this to Doom in Brooklyn off air, and I saw this on air because this is something that we didn't talk about in the first part. The way how fast this happened. The yeah, way, there was the, the blow. It just it just blew up like, and I and I didn't realize how we got here. Well, I mean, you have the Ahmad Arbery uh, video that yeah. was like shocking, and then after that, you kind of have like you know the white people protesting about not getting their haircuts with AR-15s in Michigan, and you're like, hmm, you know, why are they get able to do that? And there's not really that big of an issue. And then we get to George Floyd and to where we are now, and it's like. Every, every, the, it's all been laid out for people. Like what Julian was saying, where people were f- coming to the realization, it's there, there's no way you can't not see it if you're if you're someone who's been, high, you know, trying to put hide, it in yeah. the back of your head. Trying to yeah, not I mean, think about it. Yeah, because if you get on social media, that's all you see. Yeah, I mean, there's no hiding it. Now, so, uh, and especially at this age, like I, I could see it growing up and being sheltered and not seeing it, you know, growing up. But as I've gotten older as I can formulate my own opinions, which happens when what you're in middle school, you can tell the difference between what's right and wrong, you know, and going back and, and, and hearing stories. And this wasn't London, but this is someone we went to school with. He was good friends with my dad. And my dad told me the story about four years ago, you know, he was talking to my dad and and we were both top of the class, you know, we were both smart. And he said, you know, he's explaining how it's just different. And my dad didn't get it. You know, he didn't understand that. And Lyndon knows my dad. You know, my dad's a great person. I, I don't want to, you person. know, he, he, it's not, he has no, in my opinion, hate in his heart or anything like that. And he didn't understand why this guy who was friends with was explaining how he has to raise his son differently than my dad raises me. And at the end of the day, his son was, I'll be honest, more intelligent than I was. And, and But he still had a higher hill to climb than I ever will. And, and, they, and that no goes back to when they say black people got to work twice as hard. It's, true. it's, it's really true. It's true. It Honestly, dude, I'll tell you this personal note that didn't hit me until I'm 28. I turn 29 next month. That didn't hit me till about 25, 26, where I start noticing. 23. I got my I got my MBA right. Some of the people that I graduated the MBA program with, some of the jobs that they were getting, as opposed to me. And I was more qualified than them in general for certain jobs that they were getting just because they knew somebody or just because of a way they looked or something like that. And you start looking at these jobs and the people that they employ, you start looking at the whole staff. Now I have an MBA, so like, you know, the type of job I'm going for, you know, and you start looking at the whole staff and it's just like, there's not one minority on that staff. And those are the things that I look at, you know, I was in healthcare administration. I'm looking at um, the Lafayette General Hospital Board. 20 members, one black lady. Lafayette is like 35, 40% black. That's not a representation of the population. You know, you look at Battery General, all, all the, all, especially in Louisiana, all the, you know, all the board members and like, you know, high up people and stuff that, you know, the people that we aspire to be. You don't see anyone that looks like you. So it's, it's just things like that that we have to fight through and stuff like that. And it's not to say that, you know, the white people are racist or something like that. They're just ignorant of the fact that, you know, that's people have to go through that. No, one hundred percent. Look, when 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 we when we would go drive around places, sometimes I'd make him drive because I'm not trying to drive for us to just get pulled over. When Schubert drives me, I would never get pulled over. When I drive, we could get pulled over. It's happened. Like we we went or to New yeah, Orleans. We went to New Orleans. It was me, you, Francis, and Mike. We're driving to New Orleans. I get pulled over. You drive going back. No, nothing happens. It's just because I'm fucking driving. 
and, well, yeah, and, 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 but but were you taking Schubert? You look cars? like you speed though. No, it's taking, my no. Oh, Linden, my... Linden speeds. Linden's got a car that, that's a badass car, I don't, I don't and then you got see... you got Schubert with the Honda truck, and it's like. Jesus Christ. You drive a ridge line, Schubert. <laughs> he used to. He used to. You know, drive. I, don't, I don't even have a Mustang anymore. But when I had my Mustang, I definitely got pulled over just because I drove a Mustang. This is how it is. And then, the, but then when you say, but then when I, te- I say, oh, my parents are lawyers, the conversation switches. The conversation changes because they know, oh, well, he called his mom. His mom will, this will yeah. be, be a situation. And it's Wait, like, here, here's, here's a question I want to have for you, Lyndon. And I want to have it here. And Julian, I, I somewhat know you. I don't know your background. Justin, I don't Probably know your background. As, ass, let's go. Come on. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know your background as well as I know Lyndon's. Lyndon, do you feel like you weren't, you know, brought up and seen as much oppression as someone who was brought through, say, a public school because you were better off situation financially than most people? Uh, to an extent, yes. I was shielded in an extent of I didn't have it as hard because I had money. I was allowed into more places and didn't see as much because I had money. But for the instance I just said, I still, I still felt oppression in my life. There's still been situations where you can't talk to a certain girl because her parents are racist. You can't yeah. do certain things because the situation is, is not for you. And it's like, I've seen oppression, but not to the lengths of someone who does not have money. That's why I say you can tell if a person's are racist or not at least I, I can tell through the situations on how they treat you when they have money. They, they might, and that's something that I think people confuse with people would have money. Some people aren't, aren't racist. Some people are just elitist. And that's just, and that's just something I've seen through dealing with people with money. Yo, I might, I, my friend's parents don't have no problems with black, my, black people, whatever. They just don't like poor people. And that's something I have seen. Like, it's the truth, bro. We're having an honest conversation. I've, that's what I've seen more so than, than legit racism, but I've, I've experienced racism to answer your question. Yeah, I, I, like I read a tweet today that said something was like, they could be racist, but they just liked it. You, but I'll tell you this, Charles, so, you know, too. I mean, I went to STM and whatnot. I did go to public school until eighth grade. I went to, I went to public school until eighth grade. And then my parents switched me to STM and I was upset at first. I was like, why would you send me to that school knowing how those kids are? And cause I used to go to Reds as a kid and all Fatima Cathedral kids and stuff like that went there. And they were like, we want you to have a quality, a good quality education, and a lot of opportunity. They did right because I did get a good quality education and I was around people who wanted more than just one college degree type people. You went to, we all went to private school. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Everyone that we went to school with, they're going to have a professional type job. They strive they for more. Not just a like, you know, just professional job, not just satisfied as, and I'm not saying this is like bad against, you know, like a blue collar worker. Yeah. They want more than that and stuff like that. those type of people. So my parents wanted me around those type of people, which is great because that that makes me want to strive for more. But you know, like like you asked, Lyndon, you know, even you know, my parents didn't have as much, probably weren't as well off as Lyndon's parents or anything like that. I don't know Lyndon's situation, but I just know. And uh, you know, I always still knew that I had an extra hurdle. But like I said, sometimes you know things, but sometimes it has to hit you in the face for you to really know. And until I was six, I didn't, it really didn't get hit in the face. And, you know, I remember hearing certain racist things as a kid. Uh, Lyndon's heard this. I know Justin's probably heard this growing up. I know our friend Clyde has probably heard this, you know, growing up in a private school system and stuff like that around a bunch of, uh, you know, privileged white children. Um, Oh, Oreo, you're one of the good ones. 
I remember hearing that. You know, Rivers K. He we had a conversation about that. Oh, you're one of the good ones. Fuck, definitely heard a, that. But it hits harder more now that I'm older than I was when I was 15 or 16. When I was 15, I was 16. I knew what that meant. I was like, fuck y'all. But now it's really like, let me stay away from y'all. Yeah. Type things. So, you know, those are the type of things I had to overcome. But I'm sure me and Linda could attest, we always knew we had an extra hurdle. We yeah, no, you you knew different. you knew there was something that you just know that from what your different. parents did. They allowed you not to have as many hurdles. You're still gonna have fucking hurdles. Gonna it's just them. you. They just cut off about half. I just, and, and, I just look lucky to have some good friends who don't really who don't. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that I I, you know, I said a lot. I said a lot in the first part. I, I wanted to thank the people who are making this stand. I want to thank you, Charles. I want to thank you, Schubert. And people might say, "Oh, you're cooning for white people." No, that's not it. I'm thanking them because it can't get done without them. It can't get do- it can't get done. <laughs> Just with black they people, they all up in the Senate and in the House of Representatives, you know. Like <laughs> we need, we need everybody, and I'm and I'm I'm thankful to see my friends and the people that I consider the people I respect say things. Because before, some people might not have said none, but now now they're saying things. My, I, I think for me though too, it's just like my question for Lyndon goes back to a point I'm going to make is like my friends growing up, my best friends. Oh, it was black kids. It was all black. Yeah, it, it, was, it was me, Lyndon, JJ, and Clyde. It was the four of us. And then Ricky was there, and then Ricky left. So it was the four of us again, because Jacob Roan left. I know, Ricky. That's a cool dude. And, yeah, and, Indian and, guy. And, and, and then, you know, Nick Becker came in, but we always made fun of Nick Becker. So he was never really a part. It was the four of us. It Literally, I don't remember if y'all remember day 26, but, like, I was like Ronnie O'Day. I was the white guy in day 26. That's what it was like. At AU. I was the only white kid on the team. Facts, and, and so I facts. didn't I didn't see that. I didn't see what happens in everyday life until later on. And you know, it, it this is the point I'm going to make is today I've got a group of Saints people and the Drew Brees sh- shit came up today, right? And I posted and said, "Look, Drew Brees fucked up." And it's a bunch of old white men that are doctors and stuff like that and I give them details and stuff and they all told me that I'm wrong. Right? My stepdad made this point. I'm going to read this because this is great. Because the guy that was the biggest out, you know, the biggest guy saying stuff in the group, his son is a deacon. So he's a big Catholic guy, right? Well, my stepdad said, uh, you know, he was talking about kneeling for the anthem. My stepdad said, well, do you think Jesus would kneel for the anthem? He said, because I do. And I think 99% of people think he would. And so if you're going to say, you know, if if you're going to be so against what the players on Drew Brees' team are saying, and you don't even understand, you're, you're a white man. You're a white man that has a job that makes six figures, makes almost half a million a year, selling medical supplies. You know, I don't want to call them out or anything, but you just don't understand. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. And I grew up, and my best friends were all black. Most of my best friends are still black. Like, I'll tell you this, Charles. You said selling medical supplies. I try to apply for medical supply companies to sell. Like I said, I'm an MBA and I have a lot of healthcare experience. I know people with no sales experience that are white, that, that walked into those jobs with no experience whatsoever. And I can't get an interview. Those are the type of hurdles. You know, no, yeah. And it, on our it, resumes, me and Lyndon, since we went to UL, they have something called like a, Justin, you know, this is like a UL Black Association. If you make over like a three something, it's like an honors for black people. You know what I'm talking about, Lyndon, huh? Yep. Yes, sir. Like my cousin told me to take that off my resume because they don't want people, you don't want them to let you know that you're black on a resume. Now, That's look. a common thing between True. black people. My mom told my cousin, and this is sad, but this is how it is. 
Watch what you name your child because Fact. resumes with black sounding names. That's why Lyndon is named Lyndon and Justin is named Justin. Resume, resumes with black sounding names get tossed out. That's true. They have studies on it and things like that. But as far as the Drew Brees things and stuff like that, I put a, a something on Twitter that if I was public, I knew it would get a bunch of retweets. And it, it said, stop explaining Black Lives Matter to all Lives Matter people. They don't care. They were racist in the first. They, they don't care, and they were racist in the first place. Yeah. So no, it, it's the it's the middle ground. Take on that. Don't worry about those doctors. They're gonna have their ideology. Look, if they're smart enough to go through med school and do all these things and sell medical equipment to doctors, yeah. and stuff like that, they're smart enough to at least open their mind and rationalize. They don't have to agree with it, and understand, you know, things of that nature. They choose not to because they don't want to see, because they're stuck in their ways and they will not change. So I, you know, I came up over the past few days. I don't even waste my breath with those people and stuff before like that. We, before we say any more, I want to let Justin get a chance to answer the question, Charles. Yeah, I'm sorry, Justin. Wait, what's the question? Charles asked if you experienced uh, racism in the sense of being going to a private school. Did you, did you know about injustices it's happening? It's, but it's see, crazy. he went to Turlings. Turlings is different than, he definitely oh, saw no, it. No, no, no. Charles oh, yeah. just full of assholes, no matter what. <laughs> he definitely saw it. It's crazy. Yeah, you were turtling. You better have a six pack, and you better be a, a star athlete. You're getting fucked with the turtlings. And that's what I'm saying. Like honestly, like I'll be honest, like I've never experienced that, like racism. Because like you guys, I, I mean, you guys kind of know me. Like I'm, you know, um, uh, what's the word I want to say? You know, I don't want to say cool guy, but outgoing person. Yeah, you're an extrovert. Very outgoing. You no, know, I played basketball. So I'm not saying like I, I was a star, but you know, I, I played a big role on the team. So, you know, everyone kind of almost really showed, showed me love. It wasn't really any racism, but that was in my face, though. You know, I don't know what they, 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 they probably said something behind my back, but you know, I was like, probably so, but you know, in my face, like no one ever told me anything. Yeah. So, can't say I experienced that because of probably my personality or my position at that school, which was to play basketball athlete. So, and that's another one of my points. It's like that, you know, you love you love black athletes. You love these actors. You love these musicians. My mom, she uh, she she was a nurse also. So I always had the best of the best growing up. You know what I mean? I was never like. Trying to struggle. Need, yeah. So I always had like the, the you know normal clothes. You know, I, I was never struggling, so they also kind of helped. If I was probably struggling at a white school, I'll probably get clowned more or talked about. But since I played basketball and I had kind of the best of the best, you know, life wasn't too hard for me. And see, and that's the thing. It's like that's my thing. It's like if you play a sport and like you don't you don't really see it that much, but. It's like you like these musicians, you love these actors, but you won't. But but you're against who who they are. But you like the idea of them. I think that's also like what it is, because you know you don't see an athlete or a, a musician as a normal person. You see them for what they do. A normal person, you see them for who 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 they are. Yeah, that's why they probably get you get treated differently from an athlete or. From, from an athlete to a normal person because of what they do and who they are. Exactly. I, so, I, I, I think if I talk to someone at, at Turlins who didn't play sports, they would have to, they would probably say something completely different. I, but I, I, I think are. 
I think going to Julian's point about medical sales and when he applied for those jobs is, you know, I was promised a job. I had just had to get a degree in anything and I could do medical sales. And, and to me, that's a favor. And, and look, I, I think I can sell, you know, Lennon can attest to this. I can argue any point. I could probably sell anything that wasn't meant to be sold, but I could, I could do it. But at the end of the day, why am I getting that offer? Because I have connections. And it's until, what you know. until people, until African-Americans are put in positions where they can have connections, then you're going to continue to see oppression. And then to go back to Julian's thing with the all lives matter thing, uh, a guy I know who played football, Destran, played at LSU, uh, Ricky Jefferson shared this today. And I think this is incredible. And this is for all the people that are listening to this to get some insight to hear, you know, what are Schubert and Charles saying? Well, this is what, this is what I saw today. And I thought this hit home for me because you know, whenever the stuff in Baton Rouge happened where you had an African-American killed and you had cops killed, it was like, it was a weird crossroads for me, you know? And, and it was a weird feeling for me. And then I see this today and it makes the most sense. It's a guy holding a poster that said, we said Black Lives Matter. We never said only Black Lives Matter. We all know that all lives matter. We just need your help with Black Lives Matter for Black Lives are in danger. And that's the truest thing I've seen. That's probably the best thing I've seen all week. And that's how I argued it. That's, that's exactly how I argued every time. I never said Black Lives Matter because I'm, because I, words matter. The English language is a thing, I write. I write. It, the English language is a thing. So to the All Lives Matter people, my argument is always this. All lives 100% matter. But if I'm telling you that Black lives aren't mattering at this time, then thus your statement of all lives matter is null and void. So for me to be able to say all lives matter, help me make sure black lives are mattering at this time. And you can't, you can't focus and you can't worry about the other things that are going on in this world. We talk about, we've talked about oppression, we talked about class oppression, right? And yes, that is huge in this world. And we talk about, you know, the LGBTQT, community having rights we talk about women's rights but how can we get to those people having rights if we can't have the second largest race in our country we can't have a large population of our world population not be able to live every day without being oppressed that's the biggest thing until we get that hurdle we can't focus on those other things and i'm sorry if i offend those other people but we have to focus on the biggest issue at hand and that's what it is you can't jump hurdles like that you got you got to one by one, you know, it's, you gotta knock them down. Like an idealist would say, you could do everything at once. But we know how people work, and, and those you people know, honestly, that are those are thing. pushing for that are are they don't care about African African Americans. No. They don't they care, just care about, about they just care about their they own care own about their one thing. Change to come, as we know, old people are stubborn. I hit him up early this week. I was like, bro, old people just got to die. And I didn't want to tweet you that to offend my old fan, right, my, the old people who follow me. But it's like, yo, he's right. Like, we we don't have, the, let me not say we don't have this issue. The issue is different with us. The issue is us understanding it. A white person, a white person my age might not like me. He just doesn't understand my situation. And what, maybe once he understands it, he may change. But with older people, it's like, y'all just don't like me. Y'all don't even care to Yo. know. Like, that's <laughs> what is that? It's so funny. Dude, old people, you know what? That's going to be us, too. Because when people get stuck in their ways, they get older. That's it. That's a wrap. Like, you know, the youth is for change and exploring your mom. Once you get a certain age, I feel, that's it. Your opinions are your opinion. Fuck you if you don't like it. That's how old people are. Schubert, what's your yeah. thoughts on this whole Drew Brees situation? Well, Oh, well, uh, the one thing I was going to say about All My Lives Matter is there's a political cartoon that I saw today that it kind of 
was the way that I tried to explain it to the idiots, which I've stopped trying to explain it to him because <laughs> he can't. But like it was a guy wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt and someone, you know, putting an All Lives Matter sign, and then that right next to it's like Breast Cancer Awareness, and then All Cancers Matter sign. It's like okay. We get the idea that all lives matter, but can we focus on the fact that we want to make sure that black lives matter? Like, it's they're they're trying to think of this idea. Like, here's what here's what they're talking about. They're talking about the idea of a concept that black people want to eliminate everyone else and they want to be the superior race. And that's that's stuff that's stuff that they believe. And I'm that's serious. Like, it's like. They, they want to take they want to take over the government and they want you know they you know they want to reverse it they want to you know it's ridiculous and that's the thing stuff. that i feel that like if you and charles were going through this sort of oppression i'd fight for you guys and that, and that and i feel that way in my bottom of my soul what's right is right my favorite comic book character is batman I have learned from a young age when you, I stand for justice. I stand for what's right. No matter, no matter on any side. That's why I said I'm upset that those cops were dying. And because it hurts me. The fact that a life is lost, that is wrong. The fact that you hate someone for how they look is wrong. The, the fact that, that you're stealing, the, the, the looting thing. I can admit the fact that you're stealing, it's wrong. But we got to focus on what, what, what's at hand. That's, that's another thing. Using focusing on the minutia of things instead of focusing on the main problem, and I think that's my biggest thing with Drew Brees, bro. Drew Brees, you can disagree with how he protests. I'm not telling you you can't disagree with how Colin protests, but for for that to be the first thing you say and not discuss the issue at hand is crazy. Oh, I think the thing about Drew Brees too, and in, in some aspects of that interview, it's like, what the fuck was Yahoo doing? <laughs> Why do you oh, no, pose no, 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 the no, no. questions? Doing, no, 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 no. They They're doing that on purpose. They that's they that's exactly doing. what they wanted. Why do you specifically? No one's at, talking about protesting the anthem with NFL right now. <laughs> that, I, that, I, has anyone here thought about that in the past no. week? I haven't. No, 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 no. I'll tell you this. They're me, thinking about I, it. No, me. Trust me. I, me, Dustin, haven't. I'll tell you why. Because it all starts. If they would have taken him seriously four years ago, look, look, look. People always will come up to me and say, like, you know, we saw. I mean, white people will tell you how to protest and stuff like that. And, you know, they know better. Well, okay, we tried the most peaceful form of protest. This man took a knee and shut the fuck up. He didn't block no traffic. He wasn't marching the street. There was no riots. There was no burning. He did everything you can act. So if it wasn't, okay, if it wasn't kneeling for the flag, that would have pissed him off. It was what he was protesting that was pissed him off. He could have just did like this for the flag, and that would have pissed him off. Anything would have pissed him off. It couldn't even been about the flag. He could have chose to do something else that I can't even think of. It would have pissed them off. And the but, crazy thing is the fact the, the military fights for his right to protest. What he was doing, what he was, what people don't understand, what he was doing has to been one of the most American things you can do, even though it's ironic. Kneeling for the flag. America was built on the principles of free speech, protesting, voting, things of that nature, Second Amendment rights, you know, right to bear arms. What he was doing was protesting during the American flag. It might be ironic, but it has to be the most American thing that I could think of right now. And he was protesting because he was upset with America. And, and I see why I see I see why people are upset. You know how easy it would have been for Drew Brees? Because if you listen to the question, it specifically asked if he would kneel, right? And that's why I think the whole interview is kind of fucked up. Oh, yeah, they but, baited him. They 100 percent baited him. But you know, if I'm Drew Brees, I say, look, I have 
you know, a patriotism about me. I'm not going to disrespect the values I have for the flag. No, I, I will stand. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand with my brothers that are on this football team, and I'm going to f- protest with them. I'm going to fight for racial equality, and I'm going to do that without disvaluing my beliefs. And, and did he do that? No. And now what is he doing? You know, it, it's clean up. That's, it, and that's he left his true. No, he left it. I don't want him to apologize because he will. I don't want him to because Drew Brees has been in the league for almost 20 years and he's too smart for that. He put his true feelings out there and he was very unapologetic. He knew what he was doing. That's the thing. I don't want an apology from him whatsoever. I'd rather him come up and affirm exactly what he says. Like, yeah, I fucking said it. And I don't regret <laughs> it. I would get way it. more respect if he did that. If you, then you come back and backtrack his words because he's too smart for that. He knows exactly what he did. I, and that's, I don't. I don't think he apologizes. I don't think he apologizes. I hope he doesn't. I don't think I would he apologizes. Have respect if he did not apologize. I do not want him to apologize. But what he needs to do is, at, at the very end of his quote, he said that we have a problem in this country. Well, Drew Brees, do something about it. Yeah, talk about yeah. You know? Bring light do to that problem. And that and that was my whole thing. Charles, I'm arguing with one of our friends on Facebook. That's my whole thing. He's like, you agree that you you told me personally, and I, I'll say this on the pod because I'm, I won't put this on Facebook because Facebook, you can't hear somebody's full thoughts. I told him exactly how I thought. I said, I know what you're talking not, about. I'm not for looting. I'm against looting. and I, But I understand the idea that people are rioting. I'm not, I won't riot, but I understand the idea of it. I don't agree that Drew Brees is, 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 is against the thing, but my whole thing is acknowledge the plight of what's going on and try to do something about it. The first thing you you post a black square and think you're okay and then can go say this. The thing is, you haven't said anything. If you would have said, like Charles said, if you'd have said, look, man, I'm very patriotic. I don't, I can't, I can't kneel for that, but I'll be in the field with my brothers like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I'll, 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 I'll help to make change. That's a totally different reaction than what you get from what you did. And that's my whole thing with the situation. It's like, bro, you could have handled that way better. Yeah, Justin, what you think? I think the only way he could like make this better is if is is uh with action. Facts. Protesting, uh leading a protest, uh <laughs> something. But he has to do like him talking about, you know, what he said. People want to people want to take it however they want to take it. But if, if he does something with if he does something with action, actions, yeah, he can make up for it. That's what I, I want to say. You got to go talk to the team. That's his first. Oh, action. he has to, yeah. bro. He's it? done too much. I know. Look here, Drew Brees has done a lot in the community, so it's easy for him to say he can go write a check and all that stuff. He got. He needs to do more than write a check. He needs to go talk to his team. That's the first thing. And it's gonna be interesting to see stuff. how his team responds. I wish this- I wish this would have went down during the season. You know, I hate the Saints. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you, you're loving all of this. <laughs> yeah, you know, Malcolm Jenkins is probably one of the other you know vocal players in the league, and now he's on the Saints, and you know he's going to be one of the big defensive leaders on the team. And they were already butting heads over this issue. Him, so. Michael Thomas, Kamara, they and Sanders all and, following and, him. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think it, it matters as much him. about. Yeah, I didn't see that. I don't think it matters as much with that. To me, it's it, it's. <laughs> Can we have a group come forward and, and come out with ideas? Because that's what this is right now. We're just communicating. And, and, like, I know this is Lyndon's podcast, but I want to switch this over to something because, look, I said I want Drew Brees to take action. That's what I want, right? And I said that we sat on this podcast a couple of years ago, and we were going to talk about action we were going to take. We never took the action. Look, Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins are the two of the most, if not the most, outspoken players about racial inequality and social justice and, and when it comes to uh, prison reform in this league. 
It's time for them to come together and come with something. And I don't want Drew Brees to just sit there and just say, yeah, I agree with him. I want to support this and that. I want Drew Brees out there with his own damn ideas. I mean, I've got my own damn ideas. I didn't come to this and come on this podcast to talk about sports. No, I came to this podcast to say that I'm tired of having people share on Facebook that they agree with something their family member said. And at the same time, they're making N-word jokes in our group. Like, is that okay? No, look, at the end of the day, do I, ex- do I expect that black people will make fun of white people and white people will make fun of black people? We make fun of each other. But there's a difference between making fun of each other and being racist. Facts. No. And until, and until, look, that's, that's, at the end of the day, that's what we have to come to is we have to come to a common ground where we can agree on something and we won't get that common ground until we get equality. And that's, that's not there. And that's where, that's where I want to go is, is how do we make change here? How does this podcast as a platform of 200 at most listeners on a weekday come and, and, and what do we do? How can someone listening to my cracked up voice, you know, take it and say, I am inspired to do something different. That's what I want out of this. You got you know? to get our goal. communities, man. That's the thing. It's like, I'll think of some ways that I will execute. Cause like, like Charles said, we didn't do it. We didn't. And the thing is, we, we got to get people registered to vote. You got to get people voting. And we got to talk to these people who are going to lead our communities. And, and then the thing is we have to hold them accountable. That's the thing. You got to find you people need to that be in their office. You yeah. Need to be in their office nonstop. Also, you need to be saying, we want to see change here and there. And, and look, guys, if there's the one place where I think that change can actually happen this time, it's in social media. It's in the conversation. It's in the beliefs and the fear that if you're going to do something, that not only will you lose your job, but you're going to lose friends and you're not going to have a life after. Because if I see a change coming, that's where it's going to be. Because so many people have been outspoken. Do I believe 100% of the people have been outspoken? Do they believe that way? No, I don't even believe it's half. But at the end of the day, you know, do I think that people are going to be more frightful and more fearful to post shit? Absolutely. So I can tell you what, two years ago, you saw a lot more people that were posting the opposite side than you do now. Because I don't see that shit that much at all. And, and to me, that's a difference. How do we propel more? It, I, I swear to God, it better not take someone else getting their, you know, kneel down on, on their neck for 12 minutes. Oh, that better not happen. Dude, one, it, what one, needs to happen is it needs, it, it needs to go now. And, yeah. and, and how do we do that? We have to all propel it. And we all have to do it individually and as a group. As, Thanks. you know, as someone that has been invested in the bros you think for a while, we're bros, we're thinking, let's come up with an idea. Let's not just share. Look, I shared my story. I shared my stories being friends with Lyndon and Clyde and JJ and what I've learned. Look, I was at JJ's house and when he lived in St. Martinville and they were like, what's this cracker doing? And like, they did was, say I, that. <laughs> was I, was I like, what the fuck? I'm about to get my ass kicked. Absolutely. I thought I was going to die. Like, cause they were making threats like that. And, and who stood up for me? JJ did. His cousin G did. And, and this is the time where we stand up for people that have stood up for us when we didn't ask and, and Lyndon's not asking Julian's not asking Brooklyn and Justin aren't asking, but guess what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand up for them because not only is it what I want to do, but it's the right thing to do. And that's where we are in this world. We got to do the right thing. That's my thing. It's about doing what's right, man. Like at the end of the day, like we all bleed. We all are human beings. It's about doing what's right. There's a difference between what's right and what's wrong. And what's been happening is not right. It's not. And we all fuck up. We all made mistakes. I don't want to sit here and, and you know, if if the 49ers are going to do something to progress change, to be proactive, 
I'm not going to sit there and say they shouldn't have gotten rid of Colin Kaepernick. They shouldn't have gotten rid of Eric Reed. I'm not going to sit there and do that because yes, it's in the past. What I want to do is I want to move forward. And I think that's, what's the problem with some people is they stick to what's happened in the past. You know, Eagles. both sides are doing it. We got to go forward. No, I agree. Anybody else got anything to add? I think one way to go forward definitely is by voting. And I think a lot of people like, like, um, like, like Lennon said, his friend didn't even know that you could vote for, for a sheriff. And I think people just aren't informed. Like, they don't know when the vote dates are, who's even running. So a lot of people are missing. Or anything about them. Or anything about them. So it's just about people who don't know about voting or anything. So I think the one, one, one step to, for, for change is like putting the right people in office and voting. So that's one, that's one way, you know, people can help change the world. No, I agree. We got to gotta change these policies and change what's going on and, and get the right people in office. Uh, Schubert, any closing thoughts from you, brother? Uh, closing thoughts from me? Um, not, necess- not necessarily. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are very thoughtful on what's being said and they're worth listening to. And, um, and, the, and those are the, the people that I would want people to go listen to instead of what I have to say, because, you know, I've, I'm not really the best with uh, talking about politics, which is why I stay in sports or you know, not even politics, but even like human rights issues. Um, but I know there's so many people out there that are, and it's been really great listening to listening to them and getting more of an idea of how involved you need to be in the world in general as a human being. Um, I think that even myself, I had been a little bit more, complacent in my standing in society and not aware of other people's standing in society and what I could possibly do to make that better for them. Um, And I think that, I think that that's an important thing for people to now kind of wake up and be a part of the world instead of living it. That's a, that's, that's a great thought. And I'm glad you, you did that brother. Julian, final, any final thoughts on your end? Man, I said, all I could say, no, I feel that's what I'm saying, man. We, we, so many things that I could complain about. But you know, I think we I think we did a good great job, you know, with this uh this podcast. I know it's supposed to be about sports, but I think we have more trouble. Nah, there's more there's more things important than that. Like I like 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 I told you when I texted you, I was like, I was thinking, should we do a redraft? And it's like, nah, man, no, nah, that's not that's not it's not the time for that. And when Charles said I'm, I'm coming here to talk about the issues, I was like, Yeah, it's really nice. It's not the time for that. And, and like I said, we, both parts, we talked about this on both sections of the pod. We had an interview that was to lighten the, the lead low between it, but this this needs to be said. Like this has this has to be discussed because if 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 people who do shows together all the time who are friends beside the scene can't can't do this, then what 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 how can we expect anybody else to? Yeah. Yeah. So all right, yeah, Justin, tell the people they can find you on social media, bro. Yeah, you guys can find me on uh, you know, I'm I'm on all platforms, Justin Baptiste 22. Um you know, you guys could, uh, I've been writing uh, also on TrazenLays.com, so check that out. I've been writing about NBA draft, pros- NBA draft prospects, so check that out, TrazenLays.com. And I'm on all platforms, you know, Justin Baptiste 22. 100%. Schubert, tell the people they can find you on social media. You can find me at Schubert 14 on Twitter and Instagram, and um, you can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast. We were off this week because it was just a hard time. No to, point. To, it was it wasn't time to talk movies. movies. Yeah. Plus, all all there really was to talk about was Henry Cavill making a cameo role in a future DC movie. That's like the biggest story. Nothing to talk but, about. Uh, but we'll come back next week and we'll probably talk about uncut gems. Facts. I'm excited. Uh, Julian, tell the people where they can find you out on social media. 
Man, you can find me on Twitter at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V. Right now, I'm sort of a political uh, commentary, but as soon as basketball starts, that will change. Like, oh, yeah, the NBA is going to be back at the end of July. <laughs> I'll be full on bronze sexual. And then LSU football will start, and then the NFL will start, and the Saints hating will start. So I want to give me a follow. Charles, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Well, follow the Primetime Podcast. No, I talked about LSU allegations. Got some text. Not true. So, Dickie V, come on Primetime. I know you probably won't, but we can talk about those. But uh, follow Twitter for Primetime at Primetime underscore pod. Uh, you want to follow me, Priest30, C-R-E-E-S-30. I'm open to any discussions. My messages are open. Hit me up. White, black, Mexican, Latino. I mean, Asian. I don't, I don't, care. I don't care. I'm open yeah. to have a conversation with anybody. And if you want to say you hate me, if you want to unfollow me, I don't, I don't give a shit either. You know, at the end of the day, that we're all trying to progress. And, and this, this won't be the last time you hear me on this podcast talking about solutions. And no. did, I, did I offer many? No. But I offered two that I think that need to happen. And that's you better go register to vote if you're not registered. And, you know, take some time to look at who you're voting for. You know, make an informed decision because I think that's important. And not only that, the other solution is, is we need to work on equality and we can't be equal if we're not on the equal playing field. And right now we're not. So no, we 100%. That's something that, like, our generation is time, man. It's time. Like, it's, we're, too, we're too old now to be like, yeah, it's politics. No, 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 no. It's time. It's time. It's time. Sure. You got to do your research. I think, I think if, if people can start treating, treating people for who they are, the world could be a lot better. If we could learn to start treating people for who they are and not the color of their skin, I think that's going to be a big pro- progression in our society. Treat, treat people for who, who they are, not because of their skin color. No, 100%. The golden rule, man. And it's crazy that we've been talking about the golden rule for years and nobody applies it. You learn it first, can't guard, but... Exactly. But you guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros who think. I bros who think. Uh, bros who binge will be back next week. Anime Talk will be back next week. But we'll still be talking about what's going on and figuring out ways to, to change this. If you have any solutions, hit us up at any of our Twitters, man. We're down to talk to anybody. And like, if you like, Charles said, if you don't like what we're saying, don't listen to us. Unfollow us. But because it's still, it's going to happen. We're going to continue to talk about it. We're still going to, we're still going to promote change and to promote uh racial equality and and and, and try to stop this to racial injustice and, and uh police police abuse of power so but that's all the time we have today uh be sure to follow my guy richie bronson shout out to him i i, I know i put him in a crazy position this week but we we both talked and we wanted to release the interview y'all make sure y'all follow him but uh for richie bronson for doom for brooklyn for charles for schubert for justin for julian my name is Lyndon burton you guys have a great one we'll talk to you next thursday until then peace i'm just trying to get about the struggle someday i'm not sure what they hustle sunday to sunday too many killers lord i'm sick of all this gunplay i just want to see my daughter and my son safe from ballroom to bk they go the dumb way i pray these lyrics make a difference in them some way I'm just trying to write forever all in one take I'm just trying to write forever all in one take More than just music or movements, I write for revolution Not for the foolish or stupid, I'm here to clear confusion I'm writing rubrics for shooters to aim at institutions Politicking with gang members singing hallelujah Cause every single day I pray my actions ain't in vain That I ain't waste my time with change that never ever came But I stay with it, committed to go and get it Secular street scriptures for my niggas. I pledge allegiance to the black where youngest banging get that.
that crop. My mission to change conditions is scribbled in every sentence. Get all this dope about the hood. Stop all the murder by the cops. My vengeance to get ridiculous. Organize against the system. Much more than popping jiggers and blowing with swishers. Trump got I'm not just tripping, man. These crackers trying to kill us someday. I just want to see my people free. And I'ma keep on fighting like my ancestors did for me. I'm just trying to get about the struggle someday. I'm not your wealthy hustle Sunday to Sunday. Too many killers, Lord, I'm sick of all this gunplay. I just want to see my daughter and my son safe. From Boru to BK, they go the dumb way. I pray these lyrics make a difference in them some way. I'm just trying to write forever all in one take. I'm just trying to write forever all in one take. Why you rappers lying about trapping? I write for folk hill captain. In prison systems and environments where our people trapped in. It ain't nobody coming to save us. We gotta do for us. Can't put no trust in them government. They don't give Paradise on earth. I ain't waiting till I'm dying with the white mist pie in the sky. You're so